0: You watching? See, I didn't say, hey, guys. I don't know when this came out, but I'm going to stop saying, hey, guys. Brand new podcast. Brand new podcast. And this is a no brainer. It's with one of my buddies that I've known for a long time. One of my favorite people, probably the best laugher in the business. Ryan Sickler. Uh, He is the best, the best. I think we opened a bottle of wine, maybe had a cocktail, but we just jabbered on about life, about dads, about him losing his dad, about uh everything and just it's a great fucking podcast why would i spend time telling you what the conversation is when you could just hear it so without further ado my buddy stand-up comedian podcaster check out his podcast the honeydew it's one of the best podcasts out there his episode with felipe esparza blew me away ladies and gentlemen ryan sickler This is the Hang on, are you rolling? Yeah. Uh Let's start the podcast. Do you want to apologize into the mic? <laughs> Did you want to apologize? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Should. go ahead. Yeah, I would love that. It would be great. Here, I'm going to give you the whole seat. Here we go, Ryan. <laughs> should I get out of the way? No, 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 no. I want-
1: you sure you don't want your reverse just- reaction shot? No no no, 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 no. It's interesting that I apologize to you not on camera, and you said this is not necessary, and then when the camera rolls, it's necessary.
0: content, baby. Okay,
1: so our dog is marking all over the house because he is now uh, an adolescent boy and has decided uh, he needs to tell everybody what's his in our house. So I did a bunch of research online and everything everything said this is um, something you have to train out. Nothing about getting them neutered, nothing. And Bert was like, no, 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 it's hormones. You just need to get him fixed. Well, we can't get him fixed because he's a giant breed dog. So you don't fix giant breed dogs until they're like, 16 18 months old because their joints develop they're like puppies for two years so i was like well i couldn't find anything online that said that everything online said you have to catch him in the act and take him outside and tell him no and he was like i'm telling you it's about the hormones and then he got very upset because he feels like i never accept his answers every single time (laughs) Every time he has a suggestion, I shoot it down. I'm the only one that's the expert about the dogs. I'm the only one that knows anything about this house. La 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 la, which is true most of the time. But what's your
2: what's your hey? What's your batting average though? Let's talk about that. It's pretty good. Oh uh, yes, well, I I'm have
1: one. a pretty Are good you? batting average. I bet.
2: I bet you're in the high threes, low fours. Exactly. That's Hall of Fame yeah. numbers, Maybe five. Yeah. I don't know. That's. But,
1: um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's
2: that's besting Ted Williams.
1: Sorry, leave. So he's got the well, Mickey Mouse gene, you got the Ted
2: Williams gene,
1: right? I need to explain why I'm apologizing. It wouldn't make any sense. So we just talked to this dog trainer, and she went, "Oh, honey, it's hormones. There's nothing you can do. Do you get the dog <laughs> you're fixed?" Like, and I went, "Shit! Now I gotta freaking apologize." <laughs> so you're right. I was wrong. This is his dream come true, by the way. <laughs> you were right. I was wrong. That's right. That's awesome. Thank you. You're That's welcome. That's
2: love right there. Well done. <laughs> Well done. That's love. Oh, that's good to see. That felt nice. Oh, it felt really nice. That felt nice. <laughs> that's what you do. That's where I take all my diarrhea and vomit. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> what all everyone does. I
0: loved laundry mats. I
2: like, you know, when it's one of the
0: things that like I miss the most about New York is laundry day. There's a real. I'm not like an OCD guy, but fucking bringing all my laundry, doing laundry,
2: writing jokes, just sitting there like yeah.
0: thinking crazy. I loved
2: it. I used to. Um, I used to work graveyard shift, Cheers, so brother. I, cheers. It's Thanks great for having me here. You. Great to see you. Um, I used to have to find the the 24 hour joints, and I would go at like three in the morning, and I, but it would be awesome because I'd be the only one in there, and I'd take every fucking washer and and oh. every dryer, and I would sit there and do the same thing. I'd write and be unbothered completely in there i well, the last time too andrew were you in
0: no i don't think you were we were in boston doing the wilbur and we had to do laundry and we were going to take a walk around it was when i think it was cobra because it was when cobra fell through the ice and uh we we were out by the wilbur and my our best friend uh, our best friends are uh asian vietnamese and chinese But my friend Sandy, who, like, if you have seen any of my Instagram stories, she's the chick I'm always with, grew up in Boston, right? And she grew up right by the Wilbur. And she, I told her, I said, yeah, we're by the Wilbur. And she was like, no way, I grew up there. And I said, really? She goes, yeah, my parents' restaurant's, like, right there. We're like, shut the fuck up. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we said, we got to do laundry. She goes, oh, we used to do laundry at this laundromat. Go to this laundromat. So I went to this laundromat, and I had so much fun. Me and this old Asian woman <laughs> didn't speak a word together, but we communicated just in, like, facial looks. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dude. I wish at a certain age Leanne could turn into an old Asian woman. Dude, you know, old Asian women are so beautiful and they trick you too. you. You're driving down the road and you see this hot, you know, it's an Asian lady, straight black hair. And you're like, look, it. then you get by and you're like, she's 76. <laughs> you can't fucking tell from the back. She's
1: 76.
2: <laughs> I want to say this real quick, because I had a moment like you did with the Vietnamese lady. I had. A Middle Eastern uh, Uber driver picked me up, spoke no English. (laughs) By the way,
0: I have a bit that I'm working on. The amount of like there's an Uber cam. Uh, There's an Uber yeah. cam where they shoot the amount of horrific shit I've co signed <laughs> on in an Uber yeah, just right, to cover. Oh, yeah, it was like,
2: hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just uh, yeah, kill them all. Yeah, baby. man. I'll tell you the problem with women, bro. <laughs> you yeah. can't hit them anymore. And you're yeah, under, no, under the no, back they they should not vote. Yeah, they should vote. Yeah. <laughs> they should vote. <laughs> they should not have a say in shit. This is the problem with these girls driving, bro. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know what accent that was, but uh, you can figure it out. But I got this Middle Eastern dude speaks. No English, or barely any English. I speak n- n- not what he speaks. <laughs> I speak less than a stray dog yeah. in his country. And he puts on this French song. Ooh. Now, neither of us speak French. I don't understand him. He doesn't understand me. And I'm telling you, we connect. I put that song on my fucking Spotify. Really? We connected over that. And I felt like I understood everything going on on that ride. And I can't explain What I mean by that in words, because I only speak one language and not well, but but I think you get what I'm saying. It was it was it was a really interesting connection. And I I just felt like, man, that's fucking that's trippy. You could have that feeling with someone where you don't even speak the language. I've had the exact opposite where I felt like I felt like the Uber driver or
0: cab driver was definitely going to kill me. You know, (laughs) so funny is now that we're talking about Leanne apologies. So we took the girls to I was doing Australia and New Zealand and so i said to the girls i said why don't you guys come to australia and new zealand why don't we throw in a vacation in there so we big vacation spot for australian um especially drug dealers is bali <laughs> by the way you know you can't drink bring any marijuana into bali no death penalty death death sitting at their fucking hotel and i'm going through my cigars and i'm like oh shit i brought a joint with me and Leanne's oh. face goes fucking white you would have gotten, they would kill you at the airport if you, had, if they'd found that. And I was like, fuck. Really? And it, yep. Sidebar. So I say to Leanna, this is my brain. I'm very, um, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what I am. I'm, I'm broken, but like, but I definitely predict bad shit. Right. Yeah. So like, and I think also that makes you a good person. So like, I'm very hyper aware. Like we did a podcast with a, a guy the other day. I'll tell you his name. <laughs> who, said, <laughs> who said some horrific shit now he didn't tell me to take it out i just took it out for him because i was like i was like i go i actually but, yeah. and that and i'm certain that wouldn't be a bad thing i bet i'm being hyper aware but I, that's where my brain is i i'm trying to do be two steps ahead of every catastrophe my my wife calls it catastrophe thinking so i go i take off to new zealand the one thing we wanted to do is we wanted to go uh to this hike up to this volcano and uh, see the sunrise on this volcano. You got to like, they pick you up at the hotel at like four in the morning to go hype to, up to this volcano. I'm leaving, for, I'm leaving for New Zealand that the morning before they're going. And I give the girls each a knife. I said, take this knife um, just in case some shady shit goes on. And Leanne's like, honey, I'm not taking a fucking knife with me. I'm not giving my girls weapons to go to the top of this fucking volcano. It's fine. It's arranged through the hotel. And I was like, all right. And so I'm not going to, so I bring the knives with me, fly to New Zealand, you know, time zone, do a show, wake up, call them. How was the, the volcano? She goes, uh, I really regret not listening to you. I said, really? And she goes, you were right about the knife. I should have brought a knife. What happened was this guy just picks him up in his car. It's like a small, like it's mom and pop. Like if you're starting a mom and pop business in Bali, you probably don't have a van that has all their, you know, signature stuff. Picks him up in a, in his car. The three of them are sitting in the backseat of his car. Leanne's sitting up front, girls in the back. He then takes them to a small rowboat on a lake. Tells the girls to get in the rowboat. It's still dark as fuck. It's four in the morning. Girls get in the rowboat. No light, no nothing. Starts paddling into the middle of the lake. Nah. I swear to God.
2: Takes them over to the other <laughs> so side. Yeah, Leanne's going, Stop. the fuck? sign up for what the fuck did i sign got up all for all three of them in the fucking boat now with all this three side? of them in a rowboat like a like like the kind a of comical no the kind that someone rows you to murder you in that's what it <laughs> dude that's what the fuck it is takes them to the other side of the thing
0: takes them over to a house uh, and says yeah. stay here and then leaves and Leanne's what like the- he brought i just brought my daughters to get <laughs> raped and murdered i should have listened to my fucking husband and then he, st- he says, all right, now we walk. You know, by the way, he's he probably just as English as his first language. But the way he's saying it sounds very impressive. like, um, uh, menacing. I, c- I can't believe I survived documentary f- style. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 now yeah. we walk. Yeah. Girls, now walk. And they fucking start leading him up a trail. And then Leanne just stops. She goes, OK, I'm terrified. And he's like, huh? She was like, I'm just terrified. Like, where are you taking us? And he goes to the volcano. He's like, we got to get there quick. Everyone's going to get up there. We want to get a good spot, right? She was like, huh? He's like, We're we're going to the you, were, you to go to the volcano, right? And she's like, yeah, he goes, you gotta walk there. Like, this is how we go. They get up to the volcano, Leanne's like, that was the best sunrise I've ever seen in my fucking life. Cause she's like, I'm alive, yeah, right? That the whole matter. time the girls were like, You should have listened to dad, mom. Fuck.
2: So wait, she's apologizing for the dog. I didn't know dogs marked their territory at that age. What kind of dog do you have? Bull massive. 140 oh, pounds. Oh, yeah. He's only 15 months. So the last he's, time I saw 11 him, months. he was he's a 11, puppy. He's 11 months. Jesus
0: Christ. 11 months and he has started <clears throat> marking his territory and he's just pissing all over everything.
2: I um I promised my daughter we could get a dog, a puppy. Ooh. So well here's the funny thing. We go to the and remind me to tell you an Uber story. We go to the rescue, right? Lady comes running out. No, you can't come in. You can't come in. I'm like, "Okay, what are your COVID rules?" You know, she's like, "You have to go home, get on the website." and choose your dog and I'm like okay she goes but I'm going to give you a heads up pick your top five and I was like five and she's like well some Ooh. could be spoken for some could have I already don't like the situation issues, you know uh, <laughs> behavioral issues some I'm could already, have health. I'm already. And I am told her I go hey lady I'm not taking my fifth fucking rescue choice it's going to eat our face in the middle what the are night. we the Houston Texans <laughs>
0: I wanna pick number one. I'm the fucking number with the number one draft. Sport. I was like, yeah,
2: we're good on rescue a number five out of the fucking thing. <laughs> fucking so we're looking. I wanna say five. this on your five, <laughs> Don't them. Bro. Don't <laughs> find out what's wrong with it's them. Okay. Pick your top five.
0: That's cool in college if we're trying to fuck chicks or a <laughs> fantasy team. But not
2: with a dog. <laughs> a rescue dog, by the pick way. Pick your top
0: five out of your fucking mind. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. god. Like, yeah, you can't have that one. So I'm saying here, we're looking for a King Cavalier Spaniel. That's what I told her. We is could that what get. you want? They're super cute. They're great What's family is dogs. My if phone it, over there if anybody them? out there breeds them, hit me up, Ryan at RyanSickler.com. And I'm oh, not flying too. to Pennsylvania to get a fucking dog, but I will take a road trip for a family. All you matter. gotta do, let's t- here's what you gotta do. I've been looking into Southern California breeder every day. Gotcha. This can't, is what you do.
0: Okay? Can't find one. You go to Tom Segura Tour Dates. Tom <laughs> Segura. Tour dates, right? So we go to tomsguru.com, aka Mr. Ladybug, official website of overweight comedian Tom Segura. Um, Let's see his tour dates. All right. If you are in, you're going to have me fly back on the top. Because he's going to be in a private jet. And so you can definitely. Forgot about the private jet. I'll just pay him to get the motherfucker. Okay. Uh, If if you're in Omaha, Nebraska, and you breed these King King Cavalier, Cavalier Spaniels. Or if you're in, uh, San Antonio, Texas or Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, these are all Tom's tour dates. And by the way, they're all sold out. Brea California. No, we don't we already got Brea, um, Ontario, California. No, we already got that. All right. Those are Atlantic city, New Jersey. I'm mean, at a hell of a range. And then, so, and so all you got to do is say, Tom, Hey man, I actually can't work that weekend with you, but can you grab this dog? I'm flying
2: home I'll for I'll pay me? for you to fly it home. Oh, I just ripped apart. <laughs> I, I have a shit all day today. The, um, can I tell you this Uber story, please? All right, so I go out to the desert a couple years ago with my friend Jen, and she's a drinker. and I'm a smoker. I've been doing this story. Jen, and, who? You know, I mean, okay. she's my neighbor. Okay. Jen, she's her Jen Connors. Her name. Um, I don't know if she'll appreciate that, but whatever. <laughs> she's so a drinker, I'm a smoker. Um, we're really good friends. She helps me out, watches my daughter from time to time. She's great, but she. Um, How old's your she, daughter now? She's six. God so, damn it. That's a great age, dude. Yeah. so 16 sucks.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get some... you see. They're coming over here. I had, to, right. I had to tell them that you smoke pot <clears throat> so that if they smelled pot, they wouldn't think it was their dad. Okay. I'm a to fuck with that because I don't tell the truth
2: to my kids. Right. Like they haven't seen everything on a podcast. Put that on a fucking meme. I don't tell the truth to my kids. <laughs> so... um She's a drinker. I'm a smoker, and she's pretty sauced up. And I tell the story in my stand-up, but the way it goes is uh, we decide we're going to keep the party going. So we call an Uber, and this single white dude shows up in a minivan. And we're kind of like, guy's really into his job, you know, I guess. So we get in the backseat. She slides in behind him. I'm next to her. And right away, I already have had a few run-ins with some creepy Ubers. down in. Uh, we were at a festival down in... Um, was it the Phoenix one, the ATC festival? I had a pickup driver. Nothing matched. The plate, the car. He's like, I just got a new car. I'm like, nah, bro, not today. Not yeah, me. I'll not wait me. three more <laughs> minutes for the next fucking ride. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. So um, we get in. Plate checks. I always check the plate, the make and model. Everything checks out. We get in. And right away, and I've mapped our route to the, the place, too. And right away, he goes the wrong way. And I'm like, ah, here we
1: fucking go. Yeah,
2: Here we fucking go. And we're in the middle of the desert. And it's Palm Desert, like out there past Palm Springs. And uh, so he starts driving. So she's drunk and, you know, giggly. And she's like, so do you have a family? This is a big car. And he says, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, so you just you got a minivan for the gig? He's like, hmm No one knows where you are right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, um, I, go, I see you made a, a turn out of the driveway. It's de- oh, and he starts stuttering. And that's when I was like here we fucking go. This guy, he, he want, he's saying weird things too. Like, he's like, I'll get you there in a jiffy and you know, don't worry. And I'm like, I am where, and she's like laughing. I'm like, listen, this something's up. And she's yeah. like, she's like, he might be trying to kill us. And she's laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying. Uh, he's probably trying to kill us. So I tell her let's switch seats. And she's like, why? And I just show her my belt. And she's like, you know, I was like, I'm not, trying to hit on you and she's like what do you mean i go i'm gonna take this motherfucking belt off i'm gonna throw it around his goddamn neck and i'm gonna crank on that my two legs on his seat like pull the fuck over this pull is, over. this is a tv show i'm picturing I, this as a tv this show is, listen that's the reason i wear a belt i say it on stage i don't wear it to hold up my pants i don't wear it for fashion i don't give a fuck if it matches my shoes i truly wear a belt not i'm wearing sweats right now because that's good looking sweats I appreciate that man uh it's the same belt from college. I've had it reinforced twice, the buckle, yeah, in case I need to fucking kill somebody. That's why I wear a belt is a last-ditch weapon that could possibly save my fucking life. Let me tell you. I will go for my belt and beat you, whip you, choke you, whatever. If I can stand on top of you. Mm. I, uh, I don't like telling too much where my weapons are.
0: However, I have upwards of about 15 hatchets all over the house, hatchets specifically. Hatchets. hatchets. Yeah, hatchets. Specific I got into hatchets. Weapon. I got really into hatchets. Are you good at throwing them? Uh, I'm really good at throwing Have them.
2: Have you gone to the axe throwing here in
0: i Smoky Mountain Axe Company, I think is the name of them. So they sent me a, a, a throwing axe, a throwing yeah. hatchet, and I and, and I and I I didn't think anything. I should really credit them better. Let me I, let me make sure I'm saying the right name because I, I want to. I want. The, they're really great people because i got i'll tell you how bad this
2: got what the the obsession with hatchets
0: what is it smoky mountain it's in my what the fuck i I said the name wrong i'm i'm so sorry (laughs) axe
2: they're out there screaming
0: they're losing their fucking mind going Bert, we have hooked you up so much you couldn't once just say our name Smoky Mountain Axe Company is, I think, the name of the company. So anyway, I um, they sent me a, a customized machine-engraved axe. Oh, that's tight. And I was like, and by the way, I, I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, cool. Um, Thank you. I don't know where I'll ever use this, but I appreciate it. And then one day we're having we a fire in the backyard, and our firewood. We cannot want to be kindling. And I go, oh, I got this little axe back there, and it's sharp as fucking shit. So I take it in the thing. I crack down, and the thing splinters. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, and so I chop up kindling, and I and I actually felt bad because now I'm using the axe. And I went, oh, but that's what you're supposed to do with an axe. And then and then we we buy this house and we start coming over here. This is during COVID. Start coming over here at, at night at times, check the place out and whatever. And 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 this axe becomes handy. I can use it to like if we do any yard work, like we were digging up roots, and I'm using this mm-hmm. axe to cut up roots. And then I have it for protection and I'm start, I start really enjoying this axe. And then I go, uh, I the one night drinking. I was like, let me take out a little few more axes. And I go, oh, Spider-Co's got a fucking badass tomahawk. I was like, I love Spiderco, so I buy their tomahawk. It's different, it's different than this axe they sent me. This axe they sent me is fucking legit. And I'm using it as a hammer. I'm using a multi-purpose tool. And I'm going, wow, man, this really were these really were super uh useful for Native Americans. And then I start getting in. I'm like, I want to buy a Celtic axe or like a Viking axe. So I and I'm start watching. Start watching these videos of dudes making axes. And I'm just fascinated at the, the craftsmanship. Because Rogan got me into people making knives. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love a good so knife. So
2: then I... And then... Uh, I keep one in the car, too, just in case. No, look, knives are My daughter so... knows it, too. She's like, you have a knife in here? I'm like, hmm Stella's so like, he keeps it in here just in case. I'm like, Knives,
0: yeah. for me, are very 2017. Like, I went through a big knife <laughs> obsession. A big... Two thousand, I, literally. I, I started collecting. What is knives.
2: a what is a big knife obsession? We uh,
0: hundreds, two hundred probably for real. I probably have two hundred knives. You still have so, them? I, all over the, they're all over. There's a really great one in there that I keep. I keep in there for if I want a cigar because it's so fucking sharp. So they're not it's,
2: for self defense. No, it's not spread out. That I have way a great. For, I had to
0: I have. I bought the girls all knives. They have these switchblade. Uh, benchmark does this. Switchblade knife. Mm-hmm. It's a it's called the uh, Defender or the something. Joel McHale's got one. They're hard to come by. And then one day I go, I go hatchet. It's nice to sit and watch TV with your kids in a pandemic, right? And have just a weapon on you. And I go, I got a hatchet right by my recliner. And then I end up buying so many. I have three hatchets by my recliner. And then one day I go, there should be hatchets in everyone's bed. Like everyone's bed should have a hatchet wedged in just the handle so you can take it out and hatchet someone so yeah, i buy hatchets put it right in there i bought uh i bought i this is how bad i got i got three um spider co hatchets for my wife and both my daughters and then i was like fuck what am i getting spider i mean spider is a great company i love working with spider mean, i've mean, i done stuff with spider co i love them but then i was like i hit up smoky mountain axe company i'm so sorry if i fucked it up again <laughs> And I was like, I was like, somebody hey man, somebody out there starting a company. He's right? losing his mind, going, just the right name would be like ten grand for us in axes. The right name. Can you look up the name of this fucking company, Halston, and see if see if I follow them? Um, so I gotta find I gotta find this company, and so I go, hey man, it's Christmas. I just bought my daughters each switchblades. My wife a switchblade. I want to get axes for them with their names on them, and he was like. Fucking yes. He didn't even charge me. Damn. He just really sent nice. me three axes. I wrapped him up. And then my daughters are like, Dad, we have way too many axes around here. And I was like, Yeah, but but I have a vision of someone, someone walking through my back two doors, and I'm sitting on my recliner, I'm drinking a bottle of glass of fit vine and I just look at him and I grab my axe and just one throw, Daniel Day Lewis fucking. Oh, yeah. And then I'm not, I will be shocked that I hit him in the forehead and it's stuck in his head. But I won't be as shocked as the two dudes standing next to him <laughs> who are like, what the fuck? And I pull up another one. Yeah. Dude, Leanne got me a fucking act, uh, tomahawk for my for Christmas that was like handcrafted. It was, it was a Viking, a Nordic one, handcrafted. Beautiful. I think she measured my hand in the sleep so the guy could make it so it fits. It's fucking um, it's so nice. I don't, I won't use it
2: because I'm afraid to use it because it's that nice. Listen, I love what you just said because that's rooted in I wish a motherfucker would versus I'm scared someone's going to come in and rob us. You know, I love the fantasy because that's the way I am, too. Like, people are like, aren't you scared somebody's going to break in? I'm like, We're ready over here. You know what I mean? We're we're
0: ready. I'm ready. ready. Let me tell you something. My favorite thing ever is when the fucking pandemic hit or when the when the fires happened in Malibu and there was some looting going on and you got some phone calls from some people going, hey, man, can I borrow your gun? And I I started giggling. I go, that's not how it works. You liberal fucking idiot. You were when they said. Pick your stance on guns. You picked yours. Yep. You you said, no, yep. I don't want guns in my house. I'm against guns. And then now that you need one, you don't get one. That's yep. how it fucking works. Like I bought one. I got the shun of every one of my wife's friends. He has a gun. My child won't come there to play like that. All that shit happened because I did a bit about owning a gun on my fucking special. Everyone fucking. He, he really has a gun. Well, then that's the last time. Well, luckily, then a pandemic kicked in and no
2: one ever came over. So I think they've forgotten about it now. Yeah. Well, wait till some shit goes down where they're all gonna be calling. That's what I'm saying. So- I had so when we when when I moved out of the YMH studios into my own place, I recorded with Tom on Saturday. I'll never forget Tom and Orlando Brown Jr. on Saturday. On Sunday, the riots fucking hit, and we're there. We're pulling our equipment out like we just got in. I can't. You know, I can't have them steal twenty, twenty five thousand dollars 25000 You know, we got to do. I had my gun. My producers had their gun. And I had a gun pulled on me. I had a gun pulled right on me, called me a faggot. And I was like, was I just hate crime in the Black Lives Matter movie Wait, in when Santa was this? Monica? Downstairs, like in the in the riots? So it was Out in the street, right in the street. They they shattered the windows, the good neighbors up the street got videos of us, people running with two guitars at a time up there. They just and we stood right there. They came I, I saw more guns in liberal fucking Santa Monica, California. The two Israeli dudes across the street that own the pharmacy who are so fucking awesome. They they were in the military as kids, you know, so they're familiar with their AR. And they, they always say, like, let the kids come over. And we're like, we're good. with that. Out. We're good. But they stood right out front with their shit and boarded up their pharmacy because they knew all the fucking degenerates were going to come for their oxy and all that shit. So, and no oh, one yeah. fucked with them. One guy went on his roof, a business owner fire one in the air. Nobody gave a shit. The other guy at DK's Donuts stood out front with an AR. They looted the whole fucking uh, strip mall except for his fucking place. And I'm sitting in my car and this guy runs over with a gun and he doesn't he doesn't put it in my face. He just holds it up and goes, get the fuck out of here, faggot. And I was like, and then I circled back suggestion taken. (laughs) And I was like, hey. (laughs) why faggot bro like i'm trying to grow my hair out is it that like i'm trying i'm you know come on man hey, you're not i'm insecure to use that word, man, man. <laughs> hey man you're
0: not allowed to use that word I'm just give me your heads up like that's super problematic okay <laughs> just and also i uh, just i got
2: hate crimes bro i got, I got
0: hate, hate you should have been like oh you should have been like oh that's so crazy yeah that's crazy he just can i tell you i wish that i had a better stance on everything
2: Because I don't. I really don't because I'm I'm so forgiving on every side. You stand in the middle of what I stood in, okay? And people are like, I didn't see it on the news. And I'm like, yeah, well, do you know how news works? You got to have a fucking news crew out there to shoot it. They weren't coming. The police rode right by. They said, if you have... A legally registered firearm, you're allowed to use your Second Amendment right. That's what they told us, and they went down. The Humvees drove right fucking by. Everyone went and protected Nike, Nordstrom, you know, the people with no money down at the promenade, right? And went right by all the small businesses. So people ask me, was it all black people? No, not at all. It was, if I have to generalize, it was... Young, it was young people. It was 22 to 25. Yeah. I saw white girls with blonde hair driving getaway cars. The police have worked with us since and said it was all set up and organized, done on stolen credit cards. They knew where they were going. These people probably didn't know who the fuck George Floyd was or what even happened. They were yeah. opportunists out to just get shit. So those,
0: those marches were. And I, look, I, I just saw
2: there this were today. good people. The bad people, the the, the yeah. troublemakers, broke left while the good people continued down to Venice and marched. They went east up Santa Monica boulevard and i mean from the fucking promenade out past we're on 19th street they went way past that and fucked that whole thing up i look i look at this i mean
0: when you look at um i have a I don't i don't know who it was i wish i'd give them the credit i saw someone's um thing today oddly enough uh about the black lives matters marches during the george floyd stuff uh summer 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 of 2020 is i think what they called it the summer of 2020 and um it's moving to see that many people of of all races, marching and it's moving. I don't give a fuck who you are, and I and like Agreed. I don't like I'm not a virtue signaler. And like Tom and I talked about that a lot. Is like you want to stand up for certain things, but then you don't also don't. I don't want look. I don't think a tweet's gonna change anything. If I tweet out, "Hey guys, we need to do better," everyone's gonna be like, "Great man, thanks." <laughs> no shit, yeah, no <laughs> shit, no shit, Bert. Thanks for the fucking black tile you just posted. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think I can like. I can only hope to do better and raise kids better. That's that's all I can hope to do. But like, I, I saw these moving things now, and, and I was like, that was fucking great. And then you, people look and they associate it with the riots, and it's not. And by the way, and I I'm, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I can forgive those kids for looting and rioting. I can understand that mentality totally understand. of being
2: young and stupid and thinking this is my shot. I this can't is my say one. if I wasn't. 22 that i wouldn't have stole a guitar if someone already busted the window i'm not i'm not first in i'm not, I'm not first a marine in. bro you I'm know not what i'm first saying in. i'm the I'm navy i'm in. all the way back i'm here. not
0: saying yeah and then and here's what i this is what's wrong with our i so want to get away from this in my life about talking about stuff like this because i go no one gives a fuck about my opinion about this
2: shit at all, and they shouldn't, unless they don't agree with it. That's the only time anybody gives a fuck. Yeah, right. Isn't it? Yes, it's the only time anybody. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. You said what? Oh, I, I, and, now I, I, I care what Bert's got to say. I haven't given, given yeah. a fuck about anything else. No one can
0: I, ever. No one can ever place themselves in someone else's shoes no. these days. Like when I look at those kids doing it, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it as much as I don't agree with those guys that stormed the Capitol. At this time, the same way I feel about those kids breaking into a Korean fucking store and looting the shit out of it and taking everything. Uh, and and I used to say that because one of my buddies uh, dealt with that in the Rodney King riots, the same way I don't agree with that, I don't agree with those guys storming the Capitol. That should be common sense to everybody.
2: Bert, we're middle-aged white well, guys. If we were in uh, on a field trip in the Capitol and we were going through and I looked at you and I go, I'll fucking give you $10,000 to break that window over there. Wouldn't you think that a swarm of people would come out of nowhere and fuck us up? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you think that? I would I would assume so. You couldn't have paid me to fucking do what those people did. No. I couldn't believe my favorite of the assholes going up the wall when the stairs are right there though. That's my favorite. Oh. That guy going up the wall. Why are you but going up the
0: I, You know what's crazy is I'm obs- I'm obs- I got a very obsessed with uh revolutions. There's this great podcast, Mike Duncan. I want to get him on the podcast so bad. It's called Revolutions. What's amazing to me. And I, it's just is is that so many times there are failed revolutions. A lot of times there are failed revolutions, failed revolutions, then real revolutions, then the one that sticks. And I just go, what was
2: happening at that? Right. Was, that was a revolution. Yeah. That was as that. All, wh- all of 2020 was a revolution really from the Black Lives Matter. still Matters, to the um, capital, to all that. But yeah, it's not stopped. It's not stopped. It's, it's not stopped on. at all. It's it's, it's funny. I, I we're just I, not waking up on Twitter every day seeing a shitstorm anymore. It's not as in your fucking face. You have to go look for it now. It was yeah. It was easy gonna, to find. Oh, my my fucking newsfeed sucks dick. I stopped.
0: My newsfeed sucks <laughs> dick. My newsfeed sucks dick. And then you get a message for, from Felipe Esparza. who says. Uh, <laughs> And I can only read it in his voice, bro. <laughs> Fool. Is that pool cold or warm? <laughs> As I was in the pool today, I go ice cold. And then I get a fuck. I got to try it one day. Big dog. <laughs> I'll let you know. Polar bear. Have you had him on? <laughs> He's the look. that's stop, 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 stop. The best podcast I've heard this whole year. It is March right now. This whole year. Is you with Felipe. Thank you. Dude. It is the best pod. So the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast is your, I'm curious how you do it. I really think my podcast is failing. Like, I feel like, I feel like, You're I feel like sir. I'm doing good things, but I feel like, you know, with all the Zooms, I, I lost, I, someone's, I, some are good, but I lost, I lost the intensity I
2: had when we were in person. That's why I was like, well, so there's a quick. connection that we're missing when I'm, we're not in person. The same yeah. with our kids on homeschool, but your podcast with Felipe, I'll just say that one, because
0: I listened to it beginning to end, was so moving and insightful. I was like, I got to ask him how he did it. Like, that's one of the podcasts where I go, so did you, did you, like, did you know any of this stuff before? Or you just were curious? Like, what the fuck? It was such a... A great podcast. Dude, I appreciate it, man.
2: I um, I talked about it on Two Bears. I fucking clipped it and threw it up on my Instagram and thanked you guys for the love. I couldn't believe you did that. I know. And I didn't see that. Someone else was like, yo, you got to see this. And I was like, man, I was so flattered and and honored. Like, you guys are pioneers in what you're doing. and You're fucking killing it. You're printing money over there. And I'm over here talking to people about their trauma. And that's what the Honeydew no, is all about. It it's highlighting sick. the lowlights. So I want to talk to you. I don't. it's easy to talk about the good times. I want to talk to you about the worst times in your fucking life. And I want to find Ooh. a way to laugh about it now. Yeah. Now. And so I hit, like I'm dying to have you on. I know we'd go back and forth over and you're probably one of the most busiest people in fucking show business, but I'll just hit you up and be like, just give me a log line, you know, like my father's death, uh, ca- this car accident. Uh, I went into a coma. So whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. He said something about his daughter. And I and because I, I don't want to know anymore. I want to sit and talk to you. If you tell me everything, then what you know, yeah, you spoiled it. Yeah. So um he came on and started talking about that. And I'm just looking at this guy like, what? I had I didn't have any idea. Um I had Jeremiah Watkins came on who, by the way, takes he's, he's he takes tired. the official title for the biggest crier on the in the history of the show. He <laughs> we cried? had to st- Oh, did he cry? We had to stop. <laughs> Ash had to bring him Kleenex, and then he started doing promos while he's crying like the honey dude with Ryan Sickle. He is genuinely crying Wait, about a friend of his. About? So he brought these journals from his past, and he hadn't cracked them open in forever. And he found a, a passage about this really good friend of his, this girl and her boyfriend, when he first moved to California. They were that couple that just took him in, and they were really nice to him, and that girl committed suicide. And he started reading about what he wrote. And I mean... I usually just sit quiet to let the person have their moment, but it went so long, yeah, like a couple minutes, really, where I finally was like, "Are you <laughs> Jeremiah? Is a fascinating <laughs> dude. He is. It's like you know, I, I, I
0: never, never would I ever try to uh, uh, tell someone h- how to do stand up, right, or ever. And I don't, and I don't mean to criticize what he's doing in stand up, but when he does crowd work with people, and when he talks about who he is, I get really fascinated. I'm and I'm not saying I'm not trying to slight anything he does that that isn't that. Cuz you got to figure out you got to do all the shit. You got to do everything and stand up. Every and then and then figure out what didn't work. For me, man, and I know you probably remember this part of my career, I was obsessed with trying to break down racial barriers and talk about certain things. I wanted to I wanted to really take chances and and cut an edge. And then one day I just I just quit i just was like that's not who i am i don't know if that's how by the way i'm still curious about that stuff i'm still very curious about like like one of my favorite people to follow was amanda seals i love amanda seals mm-hmm. yeah and i love her because she tells you know like sh- she has this thing you know that was, was really brilliant to me which it's not my job to educate white people I'm, and initially the first time i heard that i went well how else would i learn and then she said uh you're asking me to give time, my time, for something you should already fucking know. And by the way, I'm, I'm I'm just listening, and I was like, oh yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And so I love listening
2: to people, like from everywhere. Hell yeah, I love I love, and they're adver- like, you hear all about this diversity, 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 but I love adversity. I love people yeah. who have overcome traumatic things. You know, you're you're not. It's not like we signed up to be on this planet, and you get who you fucking get, and then you got to deal with it. So I started doing a Patreon called "The Honey Do with You All," where I talk to regular people, you know. And dude, once you cast that line out, I've talked to a girl that had two pussies. Yep, I've talked. Please say one's in her armpit. (laughs)
0: It's not. It was side by side.
2: It was a fucking.
0: It was a duplex. It was a duplex.
2: (laughs) It was a townhouse pussy. Oh, shit. Uh, I talked to a guy who died and came back. He had a crane truck. Guy was most likely texting. Crane came through his truck, sliced his skull like deli meat. It flopped over. He flatlined coma for three months. He was hit so hard. You ready for this shit? I've never heard anything like this in my life. The steering wheel pushed his rib cage through his skin and out his back. Okay, it shoved his skeleton through his body. This guy does not have an abdomen. He showed us. I have the pictures on my Instagram and I let people know I'm good as you swipe. I go, listen, if this ain't your shit, there's more. I'm telling you now. And it's just a a ball. It's just the the, the stomach. Um, I just talked to a guy. This one fascinated me. This is a really good one. This guy was a heroin addict who went to buy some heroin in open air drug market in Philly. He would buy from this Dominican, four hundred pound Dominican dude named Gordo, and uh, excuse me, Puerto Rican. The Dominicans were one street over, and I said, well, "Why'd you go to Gordo?" He's like, "Cause he was closer." And he said, "This guy was as nice as they come when it comes to drug dealers, and what he would do, his flex. He had a forty four Magnum." and he wouldn't try to intimidate you pull it up and show it to you. he'd be like poppy come here look at this how beautiful look at the nickel plate he'd open it up spin it to let you know i got this motherfucker but in a way better way than trying to muscle up it's such a better mind fuck and uh he said there was always this resident junkie on the corner who when you bought your package and you'd walk away yo yo Bert, can i get a hit please I- I'm-, I'm sick i'm sick Can i that guy yeah so one day our guy walks up to gordo you're Gordo. I'm him. Walks up, gives him money, takes his package, turns around, starts walking away. I'm going this way. Here comes the resident junkie past me in a hurry. And then he hears Gordo go, hey, motherfucker! And he's like, at first, he stops and thinks, oh my god, I shorted him. He's gonna fucking kill me. And he said, as he turns around, he sees the junkie grab a package from Gordo, and now he's running back toward me. And he sees Gordo pick that fucking 44 up, and boom, hit him right here. Listen, Burt, He's running like toward you. I'm running toward you now. And he said, I saw the bridge of his nose split open. And he said, and this is when I knew he was telling the truth. He said, brain, skull, blood, snot blew all over him. And he went into his car and shot up for an hour and a half freaking out with with brains. I go, did any of it get in your mouth? He goes, fuck, yeah, it was all over me, all fucking over me. All right. I've talked to. Young kids, 19, 20 year olds who are like, yeah, the guy, I talked to one kid who thought his biological father was his biological father, finds out it's not and his best friend's dad is his dad. Uh, it's like you and Tom going from best friends to immediate brothers. And I've talked to several people like that. I've talked to two trans people. Like it is, it's the honeydew of y'all. It's my Patreon. It's the shit. I you know, I'm here's
0: oh God, that fucking sounds so awesome. I wish I had I love it. I go to work every day. I wish I had the insight to be able to talk to different people. You do. You just have to be a listener. I'm better with you and I'm better with like comics and like and like and I can uh, historians is something I've been doing, or people I'm fascinated by, like uh fucking YouTube guys or, or like surfers. I'm
2: I'm good with that. But, like, I don't. You talk to everybody. That's what I'm saying. Look, I talk to everyone a, if I'm drinking a at a bar. Being a good interviewer. Yes. But being a good interviewer or host is just being a good listener. You just to be involved in I'm what they're the saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not you're the right. best listener.
0: I'm not <laughs> well, the best listener. <laughs> I'm, man, listening is so hard for me because <laughs> I, I go, doesn't anyone want to hear my opinion? <laughs> Ugh, I, like, I, the, I think sometimes I think when I'm at my best is when someone tells a story and then I go, well, oh, I got a better story. Like, that's the
2: worst. Well, like people, a, a lot Hopper. of people look at it as one up, but I don't. I look at it as, like I want to hear everybody's yeah, fucking that's, story. If you got a story, that's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Fuck. If we're playing the dozens, I'm gonna shit on your mom. You're gonna shit on mine. If we're telling stories, you got one. I got one. As long as you don't go with, I got a way better one than that. It's oh, all yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is be like, I got one for you, and that's it. They're coming in like that, boom. Yeah, I'm. I'm
0: not. I'm not the best listener, but there's a lot of people I'd love to. I'm curious about.
2: Fascinated with history right now, like I'm really. What f- aspects of history? um And is it we talking about American history or no, world no. history? Uh, as simple as or this specific sounds, Spaniards.
0: We're, I, gonna... I no Spaniards hardcore. I'm very fast. Portugal. I feel
2: like because you're talking about knives and axes and those yeah. dudes had those beautiful fucking helmets. Por- like they went to war looking good. You know what I mean? Portuguese. The Portuguese uh were. See, I,
0: I get hesitant to ta- even talk about history because I'm afraid people will go. Is that racist? But like the Portuguese from what my from what I've read or what I've listened to were absolute savages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they went down the coast of Africa just killing Muslim warlords left and right. Not even killing them, sometimes just absolutely humiliating them. Humil- like bring what? them uh Bring us one of your daughters. We want to marry her. By the way, this is so paraphrased in one thing I heard. <laughs> this is Bert. Like, yeah, Chrysler's this is Bert history. Chrysler's history revisionist. Like, it, and the guy goes, the guy goes, nah. And they go, oh, go get him. And then they bring this king or fucking king to their thing. They shit in his throat. <laughs> Whoa. They shove then a chunk of pork because he's Muslim. On top of the shit, shove it down his throat, right? He's got shit and pork in his throat. Ah. And then they go, now go get one of your daughters. And he's like, I'll be right back. Like, And he was like, all right, I'm so sorry. You're not going to enjoy this. But I, was, I had a really rough day. And they, did that. they r- did that from my – from. by the way, I wish I was – and this is why I have this bit that I'm trying to work on about why stupid people shouldn't read because you get just enough information to fill in your agenda of what you want to fill in. Like, because you only pick up the stuff that interests yeah, you. Right. And if you're a moron, the shit that interests you is someone getting shit in their throat with pork shoved down it because they're Muslim and then some fu- – and then losing his daughter. Because that's – for me, I, so I just connect with that shit. Yeah, of and, course. But apparently they did this up and down the coast of Africa. Like, just – fucking and then because as they were collecting spices they were just going like so they're not even doing it to take over or I don't know their I wish I listened more to it I, I'm going to call I'm going to call an expert they're just being I'm going to call an expert who's an expert on this is the guy that told me about the book who <laughs> who who? I, I I, was I woke up I had a panic attack listening to this fucking book <laughs> and he goes he goes he's like dude they were fucking horrific john mans he's my cameraman he's been i've been touring with him and he was like you should if you're really liking history you should check out this thing
2: the some the of that history the shit the the torture shit they would do back in the day dude torture for me i go wow oh, he's in fucking hey
0: john mans
2: I read this one about these—I don't know what tribe it was. These Native Americans, and they would oh, bury I, a dude.
0: Oh, stop right there.
2: I feel like they're just—I can't listen. I
0: can't listen to anything about Native Americans because I was raised a certain way with a lot, uh, like um, empathy for what I, the. It was one-sided white people were horrific to native americans and then i fucking get this one goddamn book and they're like oh no it was back and forth like they were cutting noses off little girls and then sending them back and you're like what what and i, yeah, told, wow. I told i told told a, a historian i go i can't listen to those because i i feel like i'm becoming unempathetic and he goes yeah it's he goes they're really tricky because what you gotta you gotta pay attention to who wrote the book <laughs> So like, yeah, like that's the one thing he's like, you got to pay attention to who wrote the book, because if you're reading it from like an
2: old racist white guy, it's going to come out. Yeah,
0: it's it's the thing that sucks. It's It's fake news. C.J.
2: Strongbow's autobiography. He goes,
0: goes, he's like, you got to, you got to, if you want to hear about the Native American stories, you should probably read one from a Native American, not a white guy who lives in Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, Who loves right, dream yeah. catchers? And turquoise. Yeah, and turquoise. <laughs>
2: and I was like, oh, good point. And that's why I was like, listen, man, if I just found this out, and I'm pretty smart. Well, that's the problem with all of our history. Listen, I learned more about black history in 2020 than I ever have. And I have a bachelor's degree in all the years I was in education. In I've, all of them. I have learned. Killer Mike has taught me more about black history right? than ever. Any teacher I had in history or anything my entire life, Killer Mike, Killer Mike. I want him on the podcast. Might be, oh God, the, might be one shit. of the best, uh,
0: one of the best like uh, uh, beacons where you go. Like I, I just you know, it's so funny. I, I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, me. I'm just a regular dude. I, I really think about me and mine first. Like how am I going to take care of my family? How many, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the example of what people dislike i don't i don't help out at a homeless shelter i donate money but like i try to help people but i'm not like the
2: most all right well then can i ask you a favor yeah all right i'm working right now with a program called outreach through the arts okay it's uh something that lana negretti who owns the santa monica music center she's a great friend of mine we've partnered up together she was teaching kids uh these are at risk youth um djing and all like real skills so they don't have to if then if we know you're not going to college because Let's not even get into the scam college can be. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go to little Caesars and work for minimum wage. Nothing wrong with that either. No. But you don't have to. We're so I when I saw this, I was like, can we teach these kids podcasting. And she's like, yeah. So we're now working with these at risk youth and the Santa Monica police department. We're building them a podcast. Um, it's called project hood ed- education through conversation. And they're sitting, the, the kids are 18, 19. They're sitting with the police and putting them in the hot seat and interviewing them. I had the chief of police of Santa Monica in my studio the other day, black female. Okay. Okay. I want her. I was like, you're, you're groundbreaking. She was from what I've been told. She was the first black female officer, Lieutenant, Sergeant, Captain, chief groundbreaking. And I said, why don't you come in and sit with me and we'll, you know, promote the show that we're doing. So we're working on one podcast with them, um, interviewing the police and talking about the community and anything they want. And then the other one, I, I came up with the idea. I was like, you know, what's popular in podcasting? So I said, why don't you guys work with the Santa Monica Police Department on old cold cases and you can do oh, your own wow. um what do you call it? Uh true crime podcast and brilliant. then sit the cops down in there and go, based on this evidence, what's your opinion? And these are cases from sixties and seventies, so these guys don't get in trouble. Like, look, I'm doing my I'm busting my <laughs> ass on this case. This know? is two weeks old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to work on a, a thing with them so i had jason ellis came in the other day adam farrar just come in and talk to the kids about podcasting and that. life then you that. could say you feel good about giving back because I, I i just left there to come here today we did a class was and that's the other thing it's supposed to be one time a week three hours they've been in there three times a week every week they're in there i mean we started at 10 30 today and i left at like three to come here and they were still in there recording and and they yeah, love, it. I, they love, love it I would love to All i would love to i would absolutely love that
0: and by the way to uh uh just to be fairly anxious gonna hear this and go uh hey fuck face i i have a i have a hard time i have a hard time donating my time like I, i'm cool we don't have to, a lot um, of it I, but yeah well no i have a thing about people telling me what to do like mm. i have a weird thing about people but i have no problem donating money and and
2: and uh you know we'll take that too outreach to the arts yeah. i think music. that's awesome i, I, I love it it's, you know why? Because I'm doing other shows and I'm they're watching me. And it's the, the shit that, it's not sexy stuff. It's the, I need a URL. I need a web hosting thing. I need a fucking social media. I need a title. Oh my God, people have used that one 10 other fucking times. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all of this original song for your original logo, all of that has nothing to do with even the production or post-production on any of that, you know? So they're learning Everything that goes in. And I, and I said, if you don't want to be in front of the camera, that's great. But you're going to learn how to run the cameras, how to do the audio, how to do the graphics, how to do the live switching that Ash does for me in the studio. And when you walk out of here, you have a viable skill that you can go get a day job. And the connections you'll make in that industry, you'll be making $500 a day in no time. And to be 22, 23 at 500 a day in, one, in an expensive city like this, you could make it. You could really you know, progress without having to go to college. Oh, six fucking figures. So it feels good. It's look, it's what I wish 16 year old me had. I've had no parents since 16 years old. I've been working without a fucking net since I was 16. I I can't call anybody to ask them for money or help or anything. And to be honest, I wouldn't have it any other way. It sucks that it went that way, but I wouldn't have it any other way. No parents from then. And, you know, just going and helping these kids out. I took an at-risk youth. Um, it was a while back, and I. But listen, uh, we do hide our wallets. You know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I took an Actually, at- can I get one of those knives? You're
0: talking. About? I, I took an at-risk youth. Uh, I found him walking down the street one day, and I brought him into my podcast, and he's here today, Alston.
2: <laughs> Is that right?
0: <laughs> hey, we need a mic for you. I think. So. Th- <laughs> Wait, how did you two meet?
2: Uh, no, he was walking down the street. Is this real? Yeah, it's real. And you were walking and on the street and uh, and you know how to do this shit or you learned how to do this shit. It was so a little you're little bit telling opposed. me that the the, the let me, fuck let, me let me let me tell you the way like if
0: if I get drunk and mad at Halston, I'll tell you the way I say it to Leanne. Okay, I've told him everything he fucking knows. Okay, <laughs> knew fucking nothing. And I taught him I was doing all this. Here's here's the deal is I was doing all this by myself and I was stopping liking my podcast. Yeah, you I was don't... when you do it all yourself. Everything's a f- and yes, and then you, as the busier you get by the way, as I te- have this speech about you, Halston, can you grab me a um uh no 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 I wanna go over to beer? I wanna go to uh uh one of the <laughs> the food fights. It's that white beer second row. So um I was uh you see that white beer? It looks like it's cloud, it's really plain painted. Yeah. Or light. So um I love these food fights. I gotta get them to sponsor the podcast. Oh if eh, fuck, this is like yeah. man. Um. So what happened was, uh, I was doing my podcast and I was complaining about doing it myself. Correct, Alston. Yes. Uh, this isn't what we drink uh, beer out of. <laughs> the uh, the glass. What the fuck? Are you a child? <laughs> Give me that big glass. <laughs> laugh, that big glass right there. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, so. Halston! i got to teach you everything. So I, uh, so I was complaining about it, and I think Halston said. He knew, based on, on the locations I was
2: mentioning, he was like, I think I live next door to this guy. So you knew who Bert was, and you were a fan of the podcast, and you listened, so you knew what was required. And then one day, he's walking down the street with his girlfriend that is way out of
0: his league. I've been Now, there, now fiance, good fucking call. Good fucking call. And what's that? Oh, she right. yeah, proposed. She, yeah, 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 what? Yeah.
2: That's where you're like, that's Bro. where you're like, yeah, you're very yeah. lucky. This motherfucker, this is what I'm talking about. He, he's got a hot girl who proposes to him. Smoking the guy's, guy can do podcasts and shit. Burt Kreischer. Child, child, child. Bert, She's like fucking 22 or Bert something. Burt Kreischer moves in across the fucking street. Like, I've never had luck like that.
0: Ever. Well, this isn't his dream. He's a musician. So his dream's a musician. This is also his dream. Um, but, uh, and so he was like, I think he was just going on a walk and, and. He's like, I think I know where Bert lives and happened to be walking down the street as Isla and I were having a catch and I was shitting on Isla. I was saying something about Isla and he heard Isla. And then he was like, Bert Kreischer? And I was like, but by the way, so many people know where I live now, that old house that we had to buy a house. We had to buy a house. Yeah, I bet. This morning, this, smor- this morning, I like to go out and sit with the sun on my face mm-hmm. and uh, have a coffee in the morning. And this morning, dude's walking down the street. I don't want to say that he was black because it makes it sound like his race matters but when you get a compliment it does when a black guy compliments you for some reason it's it. a better compliment yeah, you feel better like, about no it. offense if he was a pasty church. balding white guy and he was like you're real funny i was like yeah i know <laughs> i know but when a black guy says it, you're like that really means a lot to me man, hey, man. <laughs> Like, What's whenever something that's not what you think is your demographic compliments you you're like i really appreciate it so he uh he's just walking on the street and i'm having coffee i'm getting ready to get on the treadmill and he goes uh i go good morning and he goes good morning and i was like he, he's like, i go beautiful day and he's like yeah he goes you're funny as fuck and i was like oh thank you man. man that just made my day and then it's quiet for a minute he's about to pass the bushes and he goes keep your shirt on he Just <laughs> walking. Doesn't that story better when you know he's a black guy? <laughs> it's like it's yeah. so much better. Way it's like better. so much better. Because
2: yeah, it'll give you the love and the shit on you. A little like bit. I, I
0: understand. Yeah, I understand when you go, I didn't need to know he was dot 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 in that story. Like I get that. I totally get that. And I didn't, and on my Instagram story, I didn't mention that he was a black guy. Cause I was, I, I was like, I just no, it's not important. It but is but telling better. you, when I tell when I want to dissect comedy, it matters. I someone said to me, someone said to me, your format is just trying to make black people laugh. And I went, what? And they go, every joke you have in your specials, in every special, it's you interacting with a black guy. And I was like, huh. And then I went through them did the math, and I was like, oh yeah, I got one of those is in every special I have. What, there's one joke of me trying to make a young black dude laugh, like every fucking special. And I went, it's part of like I don't know, I don't know what it is, but like, I it's I, I try to make
2: everyone laugh. Well, it's, I. you know, you're Florida, I'm Baltimore. It's, you know, we came up in a different time in the 70s Does and no one remember that it was a different time? For real. And to have a black friend, to have a black, you know, a girlfriend, to date a black girl, like, I always felt like I was king of the world. It always made me feel like I got through to, to people. And I realized, too, like, the reason I know, I personally get along with black people so well and understand is because I was raised by um, extended family. Like my grandmom took me in for a while and we lived with her. And so I, when, when I had black friends, they were going to live with my grandma. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I used to blah, 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 whatever. So they, they didn't see me as this white kid.
0: You and Tom have a different thing though, than I have. Like I, my, like, I, I think, and I don't, for whatever reason, you guys just gel really quickly with black dudes, like just really because
2: quickly. we're it's just that I can relate to to a lot of the similarities in in upbringing. Um, uh, you know what? Absent parents or extended families or, you know, I, look, I was a white guy that I went to community college. They wouldn't give me loans or grants or anything. I had to prove that I was on my own at 18 and no one could claim me so I could even get these things. And I, I would watch these students get grants and if not, and I want to make sh- clear, it's not just black guys or girls, but anyone and they would dog it. They wouldn't be in class, but I would, I'd be there. Your, your money's going to go to ba- back to society. If you give it to a person like me versus someone who's just there because they feel like they have to be, or they're told to be or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I always, um, Felt the same fucking way. I'll never forget this one time. Like my dad worked with all black dudes. My dad was a crew chief at Pan Am um, at. Well, what's it? Ronald Reagan now. But back in the yeah. day, it was National Airport. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, and, fuck. Yeah, it was. And he worked there when that fucking jet crashed. Remember uh, that? Whole, uh, yeah. Air yeah. Florida. I'll never forget Air him coming home the fucking putting world. that on the news one. Right by now.
0: the way, that I, I'm i angry that. I'm, and, you know, when you talk about. Hang on. The fuck is in this? This was outside of my house for fucking three weeks. and <laughs> the beer is ever going to be skunky, it's going to be now. But it didn't do it. But um, I'm upset that, um, like, I remember that so vividly.
2: I remember that crash so vivid yeah i mean back then there were three networks not four there wasn't all these other things to watch on tv so it was everywhere i want to say i watched it live i watched them pulling people yeah those ladies swinging on the rope and yeah of course i will never forget my dad's working he's like jesus christ look at this so there he grew he, he worked with a lot of black guys and they started introducing him to blues music. B- I'm still a huge BB King fan, uh, Albert King, all the, all the greats, Freddie, all the Kings. Um, and I remember one time specifically we're in, in this uh, neighborhood in Baltimore we're in the city and we're like the only white kids. And My dad's running into this place real quick. We're in a station wagon. He's like, I'll be right back. You three wait here. It's me and my two brothers. We're probably like my, my twin brother and I are like 11, 10, 11. My little brother's like, you know, eight. And we're cranking B.B. King sitting and waiting in this car. And I will never forget these two like 20 some year old black dudes are just looking at us. It's summer. The windows are down. They're puzzled. And I'm like, uh oh, and they come walking over and I'm like, oh, fuck. And we can't handle these guys. We're, you know, we're like 11. Yeah. And they're like, what are you all listening to? We're like, oh, this is B.B. King. And they're like but you're white kids. And we're like, yeah, but we love BB King. It blew their mind. You know what I mean? They walked away feeling we, like we did in that moment. They were like, ah, what the fuck? So I've always, um, gotten along. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like black people are just not as judgmental as white people are and not as fucking, you know, uh, picky or just not as big a dicks as white people are. Yeah. It's, it's, interesting mostly to me. i mean there's dicks everywhere but you
0: know. i've always i've always been able to make friends with anybody but i've always come into a place of 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 uh recognizing our differences where i go like uh, like i mean p- poor tony woods poor donnell red grant through like three of my better friends in this world where i could call and be like i need like donnell and i leaned on each other a lot especially during the pandemic and uh And it's interesting is that, like, I've always come at it from a different place of like, of like, yeah, I don't know anything about, like, I'm never going to assume I know anything about, I lived a very privileged life, I think, you know, just in the fact that I don't, I don't have to ever think about my color at all. I go, that's got to be some privilege that I just walk into a place. and go, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If you treat me like with disrespect, I'm going to get you fired like that kind of energy. I, I, and I think it's also where I'm at today where I'm very empathetic to a lot of people so like when a karen happens i i end up becoming empathetic to both people no one should have that thing yelled at them but i understand i understand that hey man rage gets all of us and you say sh- crazy shit when you're rageful
2: but that's not a popular opinion it doesn't well get it's insane. because there's more than rage going on with the karens there's a race racism going on with the karen but yeah but 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 people have
0: people are people do shitty fucking things when they're rageful like i've gotten out of a car and tried to fight somebody yeah no, and no. i'm like that's not who i am like I, I i tom and i talked about reese witherspoon recently i hope to god we're not canceled for it but it hasn't Cancel. aired yet It hasn't aired yet because uh, but uh but uh, but, I, but i have a, a fucking theory that uh, fuck never mind i'm not yeah, gonna bring it i'm not gonna it, re-bring it don't up don't get two shows canceled <laughs> yeah, don't get sued. Wait, yeah, I guess no one can cancel this one. No, nah, hell
2: no. Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I've been doing this this story in my stand up too. So I'm obviously not going to do a bit, but I will tell you that I've been very fortunate growing up as a, a young white kid to have worked with like older black men and and to be friends with more some older black I've guys. Known,
0: I've learned more from comedy yes. watching black dudes. Yes, black women, Wanda. Let me tell you something, I I actually, Tom and I were texting one time, critiquing a a comic, a comic, a white comic, and we're like, I don't think that comic has watched enough black comics, because there's no, there's no energy to it, you know, it's like hip hop you know i'm not saying method man's not a great lyricist
2: right he is let's use mace as an example because i know where you're going i'm all in here and i never raise my voice i don't have any energy and i'm just staying in this pocket right here the whole time yeah and 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 i go i go
0: with method man when i first heard him me and my buddy mike osborne were like what's the thing and we're like i don't know but and then it was just fucking, mouth. and you're like, what the fuck? And I'm not saying he's not a great lyricist, but I'll tell you right now, I was just, I wanted to hear him talk. Like, uh fucking, um, I'm trying to think of another great example. Method Man is the perfect example of it's not, sometimes it's not what you're saying, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And, and I texted, like, Chappelle. Chappelle, man, is the perfect example of like, that guy could read, fucking yes the phone book he could read uh baby beluga and i'll watch it i'm gonna watch the whole thing and i'll also pay five dollars yeah like it, it, it's it's he, he says brilliant things it's that cadence i want to be, I I be more like that this podcast is brought to you by blue box these are my blue box lenses these are the amber uh lenses that i got leanne got me a bunch of different pairs. These are my straight-up reading glasses. I use these everyday on set. I read so much better with these. Here, watch. These glasses are made in optic laboratories in Australia, not mass-produced in factories in Asia. Stylish frames have been featured in QC and in Vogue. Science backed technology tested to ensure they work unlike other blue light glass companies. This may cost a tad bit more, but trust me, they fucking work. It's worth the extra investment, in my opinion. Leanne bought Three lenses for me. These, a yellow, and an amber. The yellow, I think, if I'm not mistaken, are during the day when they, they work on their screens or artificial light. These ones, these are my reading glasses. Take a look. I, I can tell my reading glasses because I see this on the side. Everyone's got reading glasses these days. I know mine are because they say blue blocks on the side. Here's the deal. Blue box ships worldwide in rapid time. Easy returns and exchanges. They also have other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, and a 100% blackout sleep mask. Why didn't I get that? All backed by science. Oh, God, this is for every need. The blue lights help with digital ice cream. God damn it, Bert. I should have gotten these for my flight home. Anyway, go to blueblocks.com slash Bert and use the coupon code Bert to save 15% off. That's blueblocks.com. That's B L U B L O X. Dot com slash bird and use the coupon code BERT to save 15% off one more time. That's B-L-U B L O X X.com slash Bert and use the coupon code Bert to save 15% off. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? You're in luck, because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bob with a trim. From the leaders in male grooming, the sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for the Hot Guy Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 3.0. Inside the package, you're going to find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is fucking next level, the weed whacker, which is the only thing I put in my ears and nose. And the crop preserver bald reodorant, which comes in super handy if you are light on showers like I am in Serbia and you just want to sniff up a little bit. The reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. I'm telling you right now, this the trimmer is the best thing I've ever used on my balls in my entire life. You are going to fucking love it. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIRD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Plus, free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped.
2: I have, I'm going to share three three things with you. So, I um I used to work when I was, God, in my 20s, early 20s. I used to work at UPS, right? Shout out to UPS, Baltimore Hub, Primary 1, Joe Avenue. And I worked Graveyard Shift. And um, it was just, I'm not kidding you, when I went to get the job. That we we're like 40, 50 people in the room and I'm the white person. It's always yeah. been like that. I'm the white guy at an unemployment office in Baltimore City and I get this UPS gig and um, I start working around all these older black guys and they're saying shit. And I say all the time, like anytime an old black man would give me advice, I fucking listen intently and I don't always know what they're talking about, but I know there's truth in all of it. And um, I used to hear them say shit like, They'd show me a guy fucking up. They'd be like, see that guy, Ryan? You know what his problem is? I'm like, what? And the guy would go, he's all on the mustard and he can't catch up. And I would laugh so goddamn. But you know how true that is? He's just hot dogging over there. He's all worried about image. Can't catch up, right? So I had this guy named John Lewis, right? Now, John Lewis... I still love this fucking dude. He trained me on E-regs. E-regs are irregular packages that can't go across the UPS belt. So anything with a wood crate or a transmission, anything that could tear the belt, you have to drive those five car orange trains, load them on, whatever. They teach me how to do this. And I'm driving, working with this guy every night. And and he looks a lot like Reggie Lewis. But I don't want to say you know who you look like because then I'm some 20-year-old fucking racist white kid. And one night, John Lewis bends over, and this beautiful fucking Celtics medallion drops out. And I go, oh! I go, are you related to Reggie Lewis? He's like, I'm his uncle. I was like, God, I've been wanting to ask you, and I didn't want to sound racist. And he's like, he's like, because he, at this time, he's probably in his fifties, you know. Yeah. And you know, good looking black dude, fit, hat tilted on the side. Hey, baby, what's up, baby? You know, yelling. At everybody yeah. knows him. He's been there forever. And he's just teaching me about life and everything. He's talking to me about Reggie. It's his uncle and telling me that Reggie had a brother that was better than Reggie, but he couldn't stay out of trouble. He's in jail, you know, all this shit. And um, he's teaching me one night about some shit. So I come in. It's like it's a Friday night and we work till like four in the morning, you know, and I'm like, uh he goes, what are you going to do when you get off tonight, Ryan? I was like, I'm probably just going to go home, smoke a joint, go to bed. What are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to fuck my wife. And he said it like angrily. And I was like, God damn, it's like that. I was like, how long y'all been together? He's like, about 30 years. And I was like, whoa, and you're still fucking like that? I go, dude, i it's my biggest fear is that I'm going to stop fucking in a relationship. Yeah. Like, it's one of my biggest fears. What is the secret? And he goes, Ryan, and anytime that pause comes, an old black man's about to drop some serious fucking knowledge. And that's when I would just dial in. Yeah. And he goes, this is exactly how I said it. He goes, you got to make that pussy pop. (laughs) And I and I say the way he yelled pop and the way I jumped, I knew I had never fucking made a pussy. pop. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was so scared to interrupt him. He was just on a roll. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But my favorite guy of all. All right. This is my favorite fucking dude. This might be my favorite character from the movie of my life gone back the eyeball. So I worked um, from seventh grade until into college. I worked at my friend's dad's junkyard, all right? When we were young, we just got <laughs> recycling put together and put it in this dumpster and send it off, you know, all these old cars recycled and shit. And as we got older, I started- Junkyards
0: to- are like country clubs for poor white people. Yeah,
2: like are. that is Like Mike Young's dad yep. worked
0: at junkyards. And like again, junkyards are like-
2: I learned more and those junkyards. I learned what cocaine was and what it did to you, you know, all working around. These are guys that legit- <laughs> (laughs) dropped out in seventh grade I learned that in New Orleans at Tulane. Yeah. So this guy, we had this we had this (laughs) we had this little business. And I didn't know it at the time. I'm driving stolen cars. I couldn't figure <laughs> out why my friend's dad would take me to these parking lots when I turned 16. And he'd be like, we're just going up to the Walmart real quick. You're going to drive this car back. I didn't give up. All I wanted to do was drive. Yeah. And I would get in all these cars and the fucking keys would be in there. And then sooner or later, I was like. Thing, I'm, yup. I'm like, why are they all? And then after about a half a dozen of those, I'm like, oh. And I realized I'm driving a stolen car. We take it. We make it disappear. It gets reported to insurance, they cash out. Got it. Yeah. So I didn't know I was in on that, but I'm in on that. So we had this specialist, all right? This guy's name was Meso. And now this junkyard was in Frederick County, Maryland. In Baltimore City to Frederick County, it could take an hour and a half one way. My job is to pick Meso up down in the, and it's a, it's, I'll tell you what kind of neighborhood it is. There's an area called Madaman Mall. I walked in Madame and Mall. I walked two feet in. The first thing I heard was "white boy," and I was like, "Let me get the fuck out." (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to kill. I want to kill time, not myself. (laughs) So, this guy's specialty. Was rolling back odometers, okay? And he could do anything. He could do, remember the early digital odometer that looked like the green alarm clocks? Remember those? Yeah. It would be like 86, you know, and he could roll them all back. Yeah. And I know some people are like, why does that matter? Well, we would bring this guy out and he'd roll back the odometers on all these engines. So let's say we owned a car with 200,000, he rolls it back to 85. We're over doubling our money on that engine, right? Yeah. So my job is to go down to the city, pick Meso up, bring him out to the yard, and he's going to spend a day rolling back odometers, and then I got to take him down. Now I pick him up, and I've never seen him. Uh, they just tell me, "You're going to get this guy at this address." I'm like, "All right, And this tall black man comes out, he's slender, he's got a cango on, and he doesn't have a toolbox or anything. He's got one of those old-school leather doctor alligator bags. You know what I'm talking about? That's his oh, fucking, Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, yeah. his toolbox. And I'm like, this dude's fucking dying. And he gets in and we just small talk for an hour and a half out there because the truth is I'm probably 21. I don't have the balls to ask him, how do you do this illegal yeah, shit yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And I take him out. Then I go about my day. He goes about his and then I got to take him back. And now I've got the balls and I go, uh, this is a true story. I go, hey, man. How do you learn how to do all that? And, you know, he's telling me. And just in natural course of conversation, I go, man, that is something. And he goes, that ain't shit. And I was like, here we fucking go. Oh. I'm about to get a goddamn nugget of some old black man wisdom. And he goes, you want to know what something is? And I go, I definitely want to know what something is. And he goes, all right next time your dick's hard and i was
0: like yeah i was i was
2: like wait what Next time fuck? your dick's hard like bro, wait, we now now i'm listening <laughs> i'm like we were okay. just talking about odometers now you got my dick all hard and it, like i say he's like you want to hear about this i am like, yes i definitely want you goes, all right next time your dick's hard put it in your left hand and then you put your right <laughs> one over it and if there's anything still sticking out of the top that's something <laughs>
0: Me, dude. <laughs> this is how small my dick is. <laughs> As is you so. told that, I went, and then what? Are you gonna rub it? Is that <laughs> how you jerk off? You got a corn fat. You got a fucking <laughs> corn
1: crack corn.
0: If there's on anything box. sticking out oh, the top, shit, that's that, something. That's something. That's, that's
2: something. <laughs> that's the uh, name of my next album special whatever that's something that's what I'm calling it based oh on God. that meso bro I couldn't get over that and my buddy shannon's there hearing me tell the story I was at Maryland live with Tom and he goes Maryland live what's that that was a casino we did in Maryland that uh I always want to say last year if if I forget we lost a year of our lives two years ago I always yeah. want to say last year because we actually did something but two years ago the uh that's fucking that's something.
0: That's something. I there was a oh my god. This beer's hitting me sideways. I wonder how long this is outside for for real. Well you can't get sick from beer, <laughs> can you? I don't know. We'll find out.
2: Have you ever had sex with a black girl? No. No? No. I hooked up with one once. But never had sex with them. No. You ready for this?
0: but I'm not just to be fair. Not there's no fairness in this, but I'm like I'm not a big sex guy. So like I, I've only had sex with six chicks. And so I'm it takes a little bit for me to have sex with someone. So hooking up is a big deal for me. Okay. Like, oh. yeah, I hooked up with a black chick uh
2: once. Um I didn't there's it was there's nothing. It's no story. I slept with a black girl one time and after we were done, she laid next to me and out loud to herself, she goes, I can't believe I fucked a white guy. <laughs> I'm like you know I'm right here, dude. Can I tell you the the one the
0: one uh, the one ethnicity that I just I never really experienced growing up? Like when I was in my 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 run of of hooking up with chicks, because you know I I I think I was in my prime from like 16 to 18 of like just hooking up. Like I said, and I I, I do I say this for boys that are like me that go. I don't know. I'm sensitive. Like I'm super sensitive, and and to have sex with someone, I'm showing. I, t- I, t- I told this to uh, Jeremy Piven today. I was like, uh, for me, having I'm not good at sex. So like, it's like you ever notice people that aren't good at karaoke aren't the first ones to jump on stage. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. I only do this around friends. Yeah, and so I, uh, I, I just I only had sex with like, I think just white chicks. Like maybe that's it really i think but i'll tell you if i could go back and relive my life in the way, the way the world is now because i just didn't run into a ton of tampa wasn't that diverse um i'm very attracted to indian chicks pakistani oh, they're be- like, yeah indian girls beautiful. are beautiful and i know understand indian and Pakistani are two very different con- countries but that that area of of asia is just gorgeous Gorgeous. Gorgeous. i mean gorgeous beautiful is beautiful gorgeous skin
2: no but no but i think
0: like i think like i think like like if you go i would argue some of the most beautiful beautiful women in the world are from there like i'm just so and maybe it's just because i
2: i don't I didn't know that much. Listen, that that. we're exotic to somebody somewhere too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's all perception. You go to a. a you mean country, I'm exotic? You're exotic, bro. I'm exotic somewhere. <laughs> that's a great name for a special exotic. I'm exotic somewhere. <laughs> we're all exotic somewhere. Someone
0: watches my Netflix specials and goes, "That is fucking sexy." Just overweight affluence, <laughs> just like the way that that's fucking disgust. Like, yeah, I. The, that Asian side, like, I just, I think those women are so beautiful yeah, and I Filipina never, I never, girls. like, I never, never really had an interaction. Take that back. Uh, there was a chick in seventh grade that was Indian. Her, uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of uh, her family's name. They, they went to school with me. Her brother was in my class. She was like two years older than us and they played tennis with us. And the, she was a great tennis player and I was very attracted to her. But I was too young to make a move. I was like fourth, fifth grade. Um, I'm very attracted to like the uh, Russian type oh, chick, like the Eastern Block, Eastern girls. Block. Like yeah. there's a, there's definite features in their faces where you go strong oh, features, in those strong girls. features where you're like, oh, that's a that's a like a beautiful that those. Obviously Nordic chicks. See, I think growing up, I thought Nordic chicks were well, what I like. Blonde. It was like the 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 Swiss bikini uh the bikini team Swedish bikini team or whatever that's what I thought I liked and then like and then I met my wife and I was like I never thought I'd marry a girl with freckles ever in a million years fair-skinned never and then there was something about it just it dialed into super I say this very pervy but like super sexuality like my wife for whatever reason there's a realness of having sex with her for me that every time draws me to ground zero where i go like every time it's just very primal like where i'm not saying that like uh uh that that wouldn't happen with someone else but the way my my wife's skin fairness of it the fairness of it i don't know man it fucking throws me off every (laughs) fucking time every time and i and i think it was because i never thought i would be attracted
2: to it ever and fucking every time it's a chemical thing. I really believe it's a chemical thing with people, certain people. You just have that connection or you don't. So do you think do you think it's the connection? Like uh how many times have you been in love? It's a really good question. I feel less than a handful. Three, maybe. Love, oh, wow. in love. I've been in love six times four or five. I've been in love
0: six times. Yeah. Every chick I had sex with, I was in love.
2: Oh yeah, no, I was in love. Listen, when I was 18, I loved them. I said, I loved them all, but here's the thing I did. I don't, I didn't know what love was, but I'm pimply faced retainer. If you had sex with me, I fucking loved you. You know what I mean? I loved you for that. And for you, oh, I think, yeah, I you're think, you're think that's giving, what I look, was we're guys. It's, it's a, it's a lot different to take a stick and put it in a hole versus being the fucking hole. It's a lot different. You yeah, know, we, yeah. I'll stick my dick in a light socket. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a lot different that my friend's wife said that to me one time. She's like, it's different when you take the, the dick. And I was like, huh? It's a really well, good point. I, I
0: used to have a bit that I could never work out, but Holy. I would never let someone come inside me. <laughs> like I'm just very anti coming no. inside my body.
2: I had a girl just in the last handful of years say to me, "Yeah, but after sex, you don't have to walk away wondering if there's a person growing inside you." And when she said it that way, a per- not a baby, a person. I was like, "Yeah, I've never one time left sex wondering or worrying if a person was inside me." What? yeah no oh no
0: i tried to explain my wife i was this is a really bad analogy but like i i kept a very tight bubble through covid like a very almost you did do a good job it almost
2: was bad for our family i was supposed to come do two bears with you when all that shit broke loose at ymh and i had just got through it yeah yeah that dude that drew shit spun me upside down and drew still going through it I still don't have smell. I still hardly have taste. I get tired going upstairs. I'm still real? going through. Yeah. So wait, you're not a crazy. long hauler, are you? Yeah, I'm a long hauler. Mm-hmm. Shit. So wait, do you? How do you feel like? How was COVID for you? It was the six of us in my family and friends circle had it, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it really. Look, I, if they would, have, if anybody would have come to me and said, "You're going to lose your smell and taste for a year. You're going to be tired for a year," but. You don't have to go into one of these cesspool fucking hospitals. You're not going to die. You're not. gonna I would have been like, check. Yeah. yeah. Check. I'm taking it. So I know people don't want to hear about it anymore, but um, it wasn't no. bad. Everyone. The worst was. I mean, none of us had fevers. None of us had diarrhea, stomach, nothing, nothing. I had I had what would, I would equate to a head cold for a week. And it was on like a four out of ten. What's your blood type? I think I'm A, whatever the most common is. I don't even know what it is. I'm o. I think. Well, that's today, the other thing. They say, I've read that they think O might not be able to get. I don't know if that's true. I just read today. By the way, I'm not a doctor. And YouTube, don't pull
0: this video because do not listen to word I say ever. Okay? Yes. But this is real. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the truth. No, uh, I I read today that they said o, that O has a really hard time getting it. Which which would understand why? Like I was around two people who had it, two people who had it, three total that had had it, and I never got it. And I was always like, "That's kind of odd that like I never got it." I, I just find that odd that like I was around people when and other people that got it, other people around them all got it, except for Drew's wife; she didn't get it. But yeah, like his son did. He said his son got. And it. All he was doing was putting food under the door. And I think and they said they said the the thing they released today, and by the way, today I don't today is uh March 19th. So I'm sure things have changed. But the thing they were saying is that people with uh A, A, B blood type, they're um they are are more susceptible because of the why would I even finish a sentence? <laughs> why what? would I even because I didn't listen. All I heard was, oh, can't get it, and went. Cool. i good swipe that's it <laughs> read that's what, what i all. want yeah like read. what the fuck is wrong with me that i would ever sit here like i'm fucking don lemon and go let me tell you something
2: have about- you ever like obviously I, I don't tom's injury is just absurd but have you ever had a horrible injury like you ever break bones or anything like that no oddly
0: up? enough i think i'm i think i'm impervious, Are you unbreakable? Bro? impervious to Are you Bruce injury Wilson unbreakable
2: I got to be honest with you. I'm, do you get colds and shit? Do you get sick a lot? You travel no. so fucking much. How do you not? I always get sick on a filthy fucking plane. Oh no 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 no. I'm I'm like a a honeypot.
0: So I think what happens, and I talked to someone about this. I think I've exposed myself so much that my immune system's just fucking gangster. I was telling someone today. I was like, if I have, I was telling my trainer. I said, if I have a bottle of wine a night, I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I'm fucking. I can beat you in anything I want to beat you in. I can outlast you in a, on a treadmill. I can outlast you in a gym. Not anyone, but you know, anyone as fat as me. But like like today, I'm working out with a guy that uh, one of my buddies comes in and trains with us, me and my trainer. And he's, uh, you know, six foot, 185 pounds, great shape. And I'm smoking him on the on the, on the the rowing machine. She's like, whoa, did you not drink last night? And I said, no, I had a bottle of wine. And she was like, whoa, aren't you hungover? And I was like, no. A bottle's fine. She's like, well, then what is too far for you? This is the beginning of too far. This is the beginning of too far. A cocktail. And a beer. A beer, because I'll tell you right now, a dinner's going to have a bottle of wine. And then I'll wake up tomorrow. I'm not going to feel so great. I'm going to feel like, I'm going to be like, and then what happens? I become very punitive with myself. And so I say, don't be a fucking bitch. Get up. Get up. You're not going to like it. No one's going to like it. Get on the treadmill. Do one of Akeem's workouts on fucking, on, on. Don't stop, won't stop, whatever the fuck it is. The thing I do, run hard, run really hard. You'll sweat it out. You'll be good. And I my trainer again tomorrow. So I'll get up at nine, probably nine because it's Saturday, work out hard, and then come here at two, work out again. And then I'll party pretty ball, party balls tomorrow. But that is my, um, like, I, I don't get sick. I really don't get sick. And then, and oddly enough, when I am sick, I don't
2: notice it that much. Like, I'm not a guy that, like, shuts down. I'm like, yeah, I've never been a bitch when I was sick either. I used to get, you know what's funny? You say, you, you're you right, because I remember being sick, and I would still go play sports, and that would clear me up. Yeah, I never I understood breathe people, through my fucking nose I after I started people, running
0: around. Now I understand people calling in for being sick, where they go, I'm sick, and you're like, oh, don't get us sick. I understand yeah. that. I never understood someone being sick and not doing stuff. No, especially a sport. I'm like, or especially working you cold, out. You got, cold. you got a cold. You got a cold. I ran the L.A. Marathon with a chest infection. I ran the LA marathon with a chest infection. I swear to you on both of my children's <laughs> lives right now, a chest infection. So what I did is I put, uh, I put, um, uh, halls, extra strength, menthol mints in each of my cheeks. So I didn't cough when I ran, I ran the whole fucking marathon with a chest infection, without coughing, really without coughing. And I, I coughed one time and I almost shit my pants and I went, no more. And I put, cause if I have halls, mental I won't cough. Let me ask you this Go on ahead. stage.
2: You ever sneeze on stage or anything? I, and all the years, I don't think I've ever have sneezed, sneezed. sneezed only
0: because I've been like, I've never sneezed on stage before. And then I sneezed. had a, I had one time I've never had to p- stop the piss. One time I was the sickest I've probably ever been meaning like people thought I was going to die. Like I was just, and i still did the weekend. I've not even remotely had a hard time getting through the weekend. I did the show. It was with Jameson comedy tour. And I, Steve Byrne came up on the end of the show with me, and brought a drink. I, oddly enough, I wasn't really drinking that weekend because I was sick. If I'm, but here's the other thing: if I'm, if I start getting sick, I just stop drinking, and it goes away. It's like I think I put a beating on my system so much that the second I pull that one variable out, my body goes, "All right, we're good, thanks." Um, and I fell off stage, drunk. No, or sick. Like, I t- I did a shot with him. And then I just kind of stumbled, but I fell off stage. But I think everyone just assumed I was wasted. The next time I'm there, I'm there by myself, it's sold out. And I'm not like a household name at all. Like not saying I'm a household name, but you know. You're a household name. I'm not a household name. I'm a backyard name. Like someone will bring me up around a grill. <laughs> 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 That's ridiculous. And so... And so I hear a girl in line go, hey, is he going to be drinking tonight? And this lady goes, I I don't know. I'm sure he is. She goes, because the last time I was here, he fell off the stage. He was so drunk. And I knew I wasn't drunk, but I did fall off stage. And I did do a shot with Steve. I did do a shot with Steve. And I fall off stage. I was like, I am not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking at all tonight. I get on stage, start performing. And they start sending shots to the stage. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm not really doing shots tonight. Like I'm really working on material and they're like, boo. And I'm like, guys, guys, seriously, like I'm really working on material. And I was like, boo. So like I get through like more, 15 more minutes and more shots show up. And I'm like, guys, seriously, I go, listen, can we be really honest? There's a woman in this audience right now that I heard you. I know you're in this room. <laughs> I, go, I heard you in line say that. Burt was so wasted. Last time he was here, he fell off stage and it got in my head. And so, Ma'am, for you, I'm not doing these shots. And then she stands up and goes, I'm the one sending the shots, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, what? She goes, do it again. Fall off stage. And I was like, all right. Quackaw.
2: <laughs> I've only ever had to cancel. It was my first big weekend at a Improv, and it was Brea. And they gave me that. Dan managing? Well, he was GM at the time. Okay. Uh, they gave me the Christmas weekend you know, and yeah, uh, I, I was love like, those. okay, yeah. I'm down. It's December 26th. I'm in the shower. It's 2014 because my daughter was just born. And all of a sudden I dropped to my knees. I have never had pain like this. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I know I need to go to the hospital right fucking now. I call the hospital or uh, the improv. I tell them like, I'm going to the hospital. I'm in the shower to get ready to drive to Brea. I'm not making this show. And they're like, what what can we? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going to the fucking hospital. Ends up, I have kidney stones. And that's the beginning of hell because the kidney stones started. Then next thing you know, both my legs are clotting and I'm like, what the fuck's happening to me? And then there's a doctor. The doctor's tell me I got to go speak to this. Um, oncologist and i'm like isn't that a blood cancer doctor they're like don't freak out i'm like i'm freaking the fuck out and they're like don't freak out but we don't normally see both legs god i'm like yeah all these things are not helping me so i um i end up um going to this oncologist and and the dude's like listen um here's my personal cell phone number i was like huh i go listen i've never been more scared in my life you're giving me your personal cell phone number he's like your numbers are really fucking high. Like higher with what? <clears throat> with what? Like So when it comes, there's a like I know cholesterol, anything over two hundred's bad. I don't know what the clotting number is, but whatever that number yeah. was, I was extremely exceeding it. And he's yeah. like, it is my belief that if I put you on blood thinners for a week, we'll get you back to zero and you'll be good to go after that. But something's happening right now. I don't know what it is. We have to run tests. Blood thinners more than just like <clears throat> baby aspirin. You way more than baby okay. aspirin. Like it's funny. Every doctor I met with said, look, you're in your 40s. If you have to be put on blood thinners now, it's not good. Cause if you get in a car accident or something, you it's over. You'll bleed out. You'll uh, you'll bleed out before you make it. You know? So they're testing me. He's like, this could be leukemia. This could be lymphoma. This could and I'm just freaking the fuck out. And it takes a few days to get the goddamn results. So the whole time, all you can think about is death and you know, you're trying no, to stay no, no. positive. Yep, 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 yep. I'm canceling a doctor's appointment next week, and so I don't like, want to deal with oh, it. Oh God! So I go in and um, they come in and they tell me, good news, you don't have cancer. But you have this thing called Factor Five Leiden, and it's a disease I've had since birth. And, and people live to 100 and die and never even know they have it unless an issue arises. And what it means is my blood is thicker and it's prone to clotting. So oh, I have that's to be so careful. interesting. I have a friend who's having a hard time getting blood pulled out of his arm right now. Do you know who we're talking about? No. Oh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, and um, I will never forget the lady, the nurse came in. She goes, how do you feel? And I go, just, I feel relieved. You know, I feel like there's a monkey off my back. And um, she goes, listen to me. And she sat down next to me and she goes, it's my job every day to tell people that they have cancer. Today. I got to tell someone they didn't. You go fucking celebrate that. And I was like, well, I still have chills saying, and I was like, I'm going to fucking celebrate that tonight. And She's like, you go celebrate that. So I've got this weird disease. That's why I got to wear fucking compression pants when so I fly you comp- and shit. Oh, yeah, Not what, regular, yeah, just yeah, when yeah. I fly because of altitude and stuff. And I'm the asshole that's got to get up and walk the aisle and stand in the back. You know, you're always like, why are those assholes back there? That's me now. I'm so, back there. So when was this? This was 2000? <clears throat> this was t- the, um from December of 2015. And it took me till about June of 2016. to. F- it took them that long to figure out what was going on, everything. And it's funny because I was 42, which is the age my father was when he died. And I really felt like history was about to repeat itself. And I was laying in my bed. I had pain in my chest. No one could tell me what it was. Um, it ended up being stress from the split of my daughter's mom and everything. And I, I laid on my bed and laid on my back and I looked at the ceiling and I just cried. And I was like, this is it. It's over. And then somehow I ended up falling asleep and waking up in the morning, and that was the day I just was like, "Fuck this shit, no more!" And I just, you know, took hold of it. What What happened with the kidney stones? Man,
0: that fucking thing, those man. things suck, man. It. I wonder if I have them sometimes. You, and then and then and then I hear, talk to guys who had them. I, my my favorite one, my favorite story of kidney stones <laughs> is. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm outing this person, but uh, a Jimmy Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, Jimmy, the, the, ma- the mouth of the South,
2: nah, the wrestling manager. Yeah,
0: I remember. I remember. uh I said <laughs> something. I, I was with my buddy Cowhead, Mike Alta, and I. And he saw Jimmy Hart. I, I'm, I'm so my memory's so bad. I'm not certain if Cowhead simply told me this, or if I was with him at lunch when he ran into Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart said to him, "He said hey how you doing?'" And he goes, uh, "Michael, I don't know what he said. Oh, by the way, I don't know what he said. Cowhead's gonna fucking light me up for this. He's like." He definitely didn't call me Michael. He goes, drink water. Always drink water. You do not want kidney stones. It's funny. That one interaction that my buddy Cowhead had had with
2: Jimmy Hart, I never forget. Like, I remember. Lemon water. Lemon water? That's what the urologist told me. That's the secret to fucking everything is lemon water. Done. That's all I got to do. Get up in the morning. Someone hit up. some lemon water. Someone hit up liquid death let's make lemon water lemon water let's bro. make lemon water fresh lemon in your water I, I bought one of those pitchers that has the little cylinder in the middle and i cut up lemon and i put it in there so it oh. flavors the water and then you just pour a glass so then how's your blood now blood's good but um you know i these kidney stones so I ha- i went to the er they sent me home they're like you just gotta wait till it passes and i'm like are you fucking kidding me you can't give me and then they're like, well, once it passes, you're good. Cause then it's it's out of your. So the way it's explained to me is they call them your ureteral tubes. And they're and and they're and like a hose. Like, kidney sized
0: stones look like the coronavirus.
2: Bro. They're like spiky yes. and oh, gray, yeah. I'll tell you, I saw mine. But the the way your you know, your vagina, your whatever is, it's meant to expand, but your tubes in your body are not meant to expand. So you're you're basically shoving a throwing star down this fucking thing, and it's not opening, it's not giving, but it's going, and it's bl- ripping everything apart, and then finally it gets into your your uh, bladder, and you're like, oh, because it's like throwing a pebble in a swimming pool. But next step is you got to piss that thing out. It hurts your dick. Oh, it hurts your fucking dick. Some of them are so big they have to blast them inside you or do a surgery to cut them out because you can't. Because the other thing is, like you say, it's jagged. It's listen, my my fucking they give you a strainer. They tell you to go home and sit and pee. Peeing that thing. So you're just thing. drinking water. And you're just trying to get that thing out. And I remember the day it happened. It got right to the edge and I, I couldn't get it out. And I'm taking a shit and I'm like if this thing goes in the shit, I'm not digging in the shit for this. It's, you know, they're not big. They feel like they're this fucking big in yeah. you. And the next, I knew the next piss I took it was coming. I knew. And I fucking pissed and it shot out and I was like yes I have them yes, yes yes I finally got it out and then you save it and you take it to them and they'll, they'll tell you what's in it so I was drinking a lot of iced tea and and having too much dairy and they said the combination of whatever's in iced tea and dairy forms this fucking shit Jesus Christ. so I had to I'm dial right it back on all I thought was please don't say Kool-Aid and beer <laughs> I had to dial it back And, um, so you, then you, but it took, and, but then that's what started the blood clotting. Once I got that through, then my body started showing this other disease that I had, that I had no idea I had till for 42 years. And and then everyone in your family has got to get tested. So I tell my brothers, they don't have it. I tell my mother, she doesn't have it. So I find out that my dad had it. I got it. I'm the only one. And now after thinking all this time, since I'm 16, 26 years yeah. That my father's died of a heart attack. They're now thinking that he had this and died officially of the clot. Of the clot, yeah. And they of think that a lot of times in the 80s, they said, look, technology and, and medicine has come so far that a lot of times back in the day, if you died young, we just said heart attack. But what they're really realizing is a lot, it's clots that are a lot, a big problem for a lot of people. So, yeah. So now I'm good. I'm not on blood thinners. I was just on them to get me back to zero. We did a bunch of tests and I've been good to go. And he turns out this doctor had it. He's like, my brother had it. And I'm a blood dot test tested my own blood. I got it. And I'm like, you've never had an incident. He's like, never. And I wouldn't even know I had it. So really, it's, yeah, you can live just there's people out there right now that have it and have no idea because their body hasn't reacted to it. It's and it so only happened because of this kidney stone shit I, I wonder i i
0: feel like i the way i've been working out lately i'd know if i was gonna have a heart attack so i would have already had it like today i definitely would have had a heart attack i was fucking definitely i was gasping for air
2: Ugh. but then you think blood clots that you don't even know the uh, blood clot is a light switch you could just be walking park, you're done like that, bro. Like that. And you don't, you don't get the warning sign of the, the, the it's traveling into your lung or your brain. It's just, you, you, hey, Bert, what? Cut down. Done. Like light switch. Oh, I, that. I, I mean, already. I watched. Okay, my father died. We found him dead in his bed in the morning. We have to live then we're on our own. My mother, we get put into this home with her, this apartment. She leaves us four weeks at a time to go live with her boyfriend. And it's me and my two brothers raising ourselves, getting ourselves a school, going every day, signing our permission slips, doing everything. Then my mother kicks us out when we turn 18 because she doesn't get the social security check. We move in with my grandma, my dad's mom. A year later, a year and a half, I'm sitting in a little chair just like this there's a table right here just like this and a lamp and her stairway goes up here. We're in a little row home in, in Baltimore County and uh, my brother's sitting there with me. We just got home from community college, which wasn't a mile from my grandmoms and everything's different on a day. When you really go back and look like the night my father died, he was laying on the couch watching TV and I always stay up late always. And I, I didn't that night. I went to bed and I don't know. We none of us know if he yelled, called for out none of us. He just we woke up and he had been dead in his bed. But my grandmother, what usually she called it, I'm going to go take 5 and she would just lay across her bed and just chill for 5 10 minutes a little nap and then up, but she always kept the door open. This day door shut. We're sitting down there and that door flies open and she her last words were somebody help me. And then she stood up erect and I mean boom down on her face, arms to her side. Broke her nose, nose teeth came out of her fucking mouth, and my bro- I'm already on with nine one one, and I was a lifeguard at the time. My brother's at the top of the steps. He doesn't know what to do, and I'm telling the lady I'm a lifeguard. I know CPR, so we switch, and because they want you to be on the phone till the ambulance comes. I go to the top of the steps, and I'm giving my grandmother fucking CPR, mouth to mouth, chest compressions, all of it. And she had this picture right here behind me. Great, great comedy one by the way. Oh, it that? was that's the end of the world. End of the world. When they legalized marijuana. Oh, here's Comedy Jam. So yeah. there's this picture of Jesus on her wall behind me. And my grandmother's just looking through me and she's going <gasps> and gasping for life. And I'm boom, boom, mouth, you know, all the compressions, you know. Firemen get there, they just throw your, they don't, they don't come in and gently move your shit. They're they'll come in here right now and flip this shit out of the way. And they make a big room. They bring her down the stairs. they rip her fucking top open. And now you're seeing that. And they're the paddles have always freaked me out. I had never seen them used on a person, but even in TV, just to see a, a lifeless body, just little, has always weirded me yeah. out. And they did that. And they got a lot of color back in her. She looked much better. I mean, she was blue. And so they take her in the ambulance and my brother goes with her and I stay to give the police report and to put the house back together. And I'm going to go meet them at the hospital and um, everyone leaves and I'm by myself I go to the top of the stairs and I just see her fucking teeth in the carpet. And I'm picking my grandma's fucking teeth out of the carpet. And I look up on the wall and this picture of Jesus is tilted. And I can't help but think like I think my grandma was trying to see Jesus when she was dying and I blocked it I feel like Jesus was doing everything he could to fucking give her a fucking look and I think I blocked that fucking vision for
0: her and then they called me and told me she died on the way to the hospital
1: I think I blocked her fucking shot of Jesus I can't
2: I will, oh, I can't help And you. then they told you, you she <laughs> was dead. And they called oh us and said, how is she? How and they said me. she didn't make it. And I just lost it. I was like, oh my God. This is our dad and our grandma In a handful of years. We now have nobody. And I'm looking at that picture and that picture was like he was like trying to do everything he could. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan get Wait, I think she was trying here. to gasp. But like, Get the fuck out of my yeah. Just let me see Whoa. my Lord and Savior before I oh god oh and then i would go up and and we kept her home like she had it i never felt like it was my home and and i would vacuum and i would hear her teeth rumble in the vacuum because it was still in there oh my god i would fucking i i to this day i will go straight in a picture if i see a crooked like it really had an impact on me because i do think (laughs) she was trying to be like
0: hey man Just a little bit to the left. Move your
2: fat fucking head, you ass. Oh my god, Jesus, trying yeah. to so great. That's such a great story. <laughs> god, fuck. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen a lot of death.
0: You've you've, you've <sighs> said you've had you dealt with so much fucking death, death and a sadness lot. and sadness and yeah, even a lot. like the you're you're split up from your chick. Yeah, it's sad. It's just it, how do you compartmentalize that to your daughter? Where you're like. Hey, it gets worse, just so you know. Yeah, I know. Like shes I'm sure she was probably, maybe she was too young to
2: know about. She was one, but now she's six and now she asks. Yeah. Do you love my mom? Absolutely. And I do love her. I tell her all the time, your mom gave me the greatest gift in the world, you. You know, I I try to explain to her that some people are better being friends than they are parents or lovers or whatever. And I I tell her all the time, you have friends. I, I can list 10 kids that are from split homes with her. So she gets it, you know, Hey, this person, that person, this person. But, you know, she talks about like, she said to me one time, can we all live together and be a real family? I go, Hey, listen to me. We are a real family. I don't ever want to hear that again. I go, your friends who live under the same roof, some of those people aren't happy and you're better this way. You know, you've got two parents who love you and anyone that we bring into this is going to be vetted and it's going to be a good person and they're going to fucking love you. So yeah, You've got the best of both worlds. It's not good to be under a roof like some of the neighbors or your friends you hear arguing and you see shitty families. Sometimes shitty a families of shitty pass families. off as like, yeah, but we've stayed together. And you're like, oh, maybe I right. shouldn't have. I'm just trying to break the cycle. I am my grand my dad's parents weren't divorced and neither were my mom's. Uh but but both grandfathers died. So they were single women at that point, widows. Yeah. Um but my parents, no, and I want to get that shit out of the way now and stop that shit. Well, now. I don't. You know, things have changed so much from when I was a kid. When we were kids, about like
0: what divorce was, and then it goes to like fifty percent of households are divorced. Yeah, I said to Isla the other
2: day, I, we, are, "Were I'm, your parents together all the time?" No, the they split way? up for a little bit, but they got back together. They got back together, and it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we tried that too. That's they're they're
0: together and they they're they're good. I, I joke about it, but. I think but how many years are we talking at this point that they've been oh they've ha- been together they they've been together 20 no f- well yeah. 40 it's got to be 48 40 and what was their split how long year and a half two That's years That's not long yeah not not, not when you're
2: talking about 40 fucking it's years Funny
0: I, I I you know really had this I had a, I have a perfectionist view on life where I looked at my parents marriage as like well they'll never get divorced and that was it I was just kind of like bookended it with that. And then when they split up, I was devastated. I was super devastated. And I how old were you? Twenty one. Okay. All I right. I twenty-one and, and uh and that it really got to you, huh? It got to me. It changed why I was
2: what bothered you about it? That my dad cheated. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, it bothered me that But did he date that woman then when they split? Yeah. Stayed with her for uh a
0: year you know, and a half. A year and a half. And then and then kind of broke up with her and uh it was when I went to Russia, but they were split up while I was in Russia. And I think that was me figuring, trying to figure out my personality or figure out who I was. Cause I didn't have, there was no stability in my life anymore. Like you couldn't, I didn't want to go back to Tampa because my dad was living in a, a barn and my mom was living in that house, but my mom was tapped out at the time. And I, I hope she would hear this kindly, but was just like, would sit in the back, was really angry, was really angry, sit back and drink Heineken's and smoke Virginia Slims. My mom's not a smoker. And my mom will always have a beer with you, but like would sit back and was not a happy person at the time. And I guess my dad was happy, but we never saw him because he lived in a barn and and you almost had to pick sides. And my little sister, Cotty, lived with my mom. Oh, so you so did split. They split. And then um, and you lived with your dad? No, no, no. I, li- I was in college at the time. Oh, okay. So you, I was 21. You're just way totally. I was, ta- I was tapped out. Right. And, and I remember my uncle, Jerry, called me to talk about it. And this is your dad's brother or your mom's brother? My dad's uncle. uncle. Oddly enough, okay, they're the same age, uncle. but it oh. was yeah, but it's his Jerry was an accent, not an accent, whatever you're going to say, but he was uh my dad's mom was like 17 years older than Jerry and 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 my my grandma had my dad when she was like 18. Mm-hmm. So they're a few years apart. All right. Um maybe more than that. I'm sure if my dad heard this he'd be like you have no fucking recollection. <laughs>
2: we're not we're not gonna
0: yeah no one fact fact checked checked any of this and so my dad uh my uncle jerry called me and he was like can we talk to your father and i and i remember saying to my uncle jerry i was like he's not my dad he was like i don't ever want to hear that come out of your fucking mouth my uncle jerry doesn't curse he is very catholic he's a very intelligent successful man he said he's your father he is your father he is just a man also. And one day you will realize that. One day you'll realize you're just a man. You're not a hero. You're not better than anyone else. You're just a man. He goes, he made some poor decisions and and great men make poor decisions. He just gave me this speech. I was sitting on the stoop outside my girlfriend's house at the time. Very pivotal conversation because I stopped hating my dad at the time and started forgiving him. So you actually hated him? I hated him. I hated him because I was like... Because he hurt your mom or... Because he hurt my mom. He hurt my sisters. My little sister had a real rough run of it. Um, she just got really lost in the whole thing. She was, she's 10 years younger than me. So me and my sister at college and my younger sisters at home dealing with it. And, and, I, and it was just, it was bad around the board. So probably just to be fair about
2: honesty, probably the biggest hiccup I've had in my life was that moment. And I and it was but had fun. you communicated that to your dad that you were feeling that way or was this just something you were holding it or to your mom or anyone else? I communicated it to my mom. I, my mom got me into
0: therapy. Um, I started doing therapy and I didn't like it. I just thought it was stupid, and I stopped doing therapy. And and, and coincidentally, my dad got into therapy to try to figure things out, and he stopped doing therapy. He was like, "This is stupid as shit," and we both <laughs> thought it was stupid. And I remember the, one of the first conversations I had with my dad that made me laugh was I said, you know, I went to therapy, and he goes, it's dumb. And I went, yeah, it's very fucking dumb. And he goes, oh, the guy, I go to the therapist's office, his car's unwashed." I said, really? My dad was really big about having a clean car. Because like, I think he grew up with no money, so you had to have a clean car, right? My dad cleaned it, washed his car every morning. Every, every morning? fucking morning my dad washed Just his out car. there hosing it and my stuff. My dad, I do this thing still to, my, to this day. A way my dad showed love was he'd go out, and he would before you left to go drive to school he'd hose your car off like if it was my mom's car he'd come out in the morning like you know you're getting ready to go to school at like seven in the morning my dad had to be at work at like eight or nine he'd come out and as you got in the car he'd hose it off make sure it was all like all the dew was off yeah all the dust i still do that to this day and i think of my dad every time i do it i go i think of my dad hosing the car off yeah and um i uh and my dad said his car was a mess and i was like oh i was like in my head i was like this therapist didn't stand a fucking chance and my dad said i stood by the window of his office and i said which car is yours <laughs> my dad walks in for his first therapy appointment and he goes "Which? I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my dad and have him tell the story all right yeah yeah, yeah. this is it's it's <laughs> such it, 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 it is so who my dad is where i got i got such a kick out of it i go my mom's in philly right now my dad's in tampa by himself um god damn it where's I've been lifting so many weights lately, which is not a statement any, anyone ever thought they'd hear me say that You're I go, sore?
2: I'm so fucking sore. Um, Can you wipe your ass all right?
0: Uh, reach around? By the way, yeah, wander. because before I couldn't reach. Yeah. I, was, I had so fat I had a hard time wiping my ass. Make sure my dad doesn't answer and hear that. He's like, what's that? <laughs> by the way, it's 9 oh- Hey. Hey, what? you there? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was telling you're on the podcast, on my podcast. I'm talking to Ryan Sickler, and I was telling him I was trying to explain you going to therapy for the first time and and witnessing that your therapist didn't wash his car. Can you tell that story really quick? Oh Lord, what he, he thinks that he, his
2: evaluation does a obsessive compulsive because I told him I wash my car every morning. Yeah, and. Uh, and I, I, so I stood up and I said, tell me, which is your car? <laughs> and he goes, uh, it's that red one down there. And I said, that's filthy as shit. <laughs> that's filthy as <laughs> shit. <laughs> who's, got, who's got the bigger problem?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's <laughs> the <laughs> best. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. He didn't laugh. I was telling Ryan, I was like, I go, I feel a connection with you. I go every, how often did you wash your car growing up? Would you say? Oh, my! I mean, my father's car or my car? Your car. I said you washed your car almost every day. Uh,
2: virtually, I would say five times a week
0: anyway. It's yeah. every day. Yeah. Do
2: you still do that?
0: Do you still wash your car? still
2: spray it off? No, you know, I I'm 73. So for $50 a month, I get unlimited car washes.
0: (laughs) He's got got, got a membership. (laughs) I was saying to Ryan that sometimes I I feel a connection with you. Sometimes when the girls are getting ready to go to school and they get in the car and uh, I'll go out and I'll grab the hose and spray the car off for them. Do you remember doing that?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, That's 40 some years ago, Bert.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> all right well i'm going back okay. to the podcast i love you okay take care good Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I notice, that notice, right he, there. Did, notice like, he didn't say i love you yeah. there's a weird thing about that like he he'll
2: he'll say i love you is it that old macho I, shit no where a man I, won't say, I think I love he'll you.
0: say he says it to me but he just doesn't say it like all the time sometimes he will say it and i think his go-to is like okay sure take care yeah
2: have a good one bud and but but uh but yeah he was a st- i remember one time i'm so jealous of that moment right there i you know you don't even know how much i wish i could just even call oh. my dad forget uh, I, putting him on the podcast i tell you probably the reason i
0: connect with you so well is that my dad lost his dad at a young age did he and he think i mean like if i, I couldn't even bring it up to him he'd start crying oh he he gets he thinks so intently about how how old was
2: he your dad 13 Oof! Yeah, thirteen. You ready for this? My dad officially okay. He died October of 1989, or excuse me, November of 27th, 1989, and um, this is this is true. (laughs) This is ridiculous. November 27th, 1989. They lay him out on the 28th and the 29th, and the funeral's on the 30th of November, which coincidentally is my younger brother's 13th birthday. They bury my dad. I'm not kidding you when I tell you. At the wake, we went back to the house, and it was a bunch of tears and shit. And then somebody's like, happy birth. I'm like, who the fuck organized? Oh my, oh, my God. We had a birthday wake, bro, for my dad's dead and my brother's celebrating his 13th birthday. All in the one. People are looking at each other like, they're looking at us. So I'm like, I don't have anything to fucking do. I'm with you on this. So then without a dad, how did you know like what steak to order at a restaurant? I did Or like... I didn't. I really believe that something like that has set me back 10 years in like money. I didn't know about, I knew how to make it spend it. I knew I should save it, but I never had it to save. It was make it pay it, make it pay it. I didn't know about your money making you money. I didn't know about stay. I didn't know a good steak is flipped once. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. I, 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 One time, I said to my
0: was on one of my first few dates with Leanne. We went to a steakhouse, and I called my dad from the steakhouse. I said, "Hey, I'm big I I can't remember what steak I want to get," and he goes, "Filet, buddy." I said, "Well, wet age or dry age?" He goes, "Oh, fucking dry age. Don't do the wet age bullshit. Go dry age. Go dry aged filet." Wait, what what else do they have? But I'm on I'm on a date with Leanne, and she's like, "Who the fuck are you? You can't make a decision on what steak you want." I was like, "And now her dad adversely." When Liam had to, her dad is uh, very, um, very simple. I think it was the easiest way to say it without sounding disrespectful, but her dad likes a steak well done. He He's not like uh he's not uh he doesn't go to a lot of steakhouses. Like if he has a steak, it's, you know, they're making steaks at the lake house. He's 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 a, he's, a uh, he's from a small town of like 1200 people. So like she had to learn that a steak medium rare is how you're supposed to have it. Right. She had to learn that on her own by messing up and then someone's saying no 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 you won't you know those awkward things and so for to watch me go like i'm calling my dad i still call my dad I, if i go to a steakhouse i call my dad it's a moment that i have with them where i go hey uh bone in or uh bone out and he goes oh god well so, you know the bone in's a rip off he said like i can predict the sentences he's gonna say um but he he has it's the dads are such an important thing yeah. with people because my dad lost his dad at a young age and when we started when we first started hanging out and you told me about losing your dad I, j- I immediately go to my dad where i go oh my dad i know i know that guy i know
2: that guy that had to figure it out all on his own where life was a little unfair because Well then, but but hopefully he still had a mom. My mom was gone before that. So usually a kid that even the kids that I grew up with that had lost a parent they still had one. Yeah, we had none. We were the house that you came to from tenth grade to senior year, Monday through Sunday to hang out with us. And parents let kids, you know. Still got a 3.0. I was there every day. But but sports is what saved me. Because if I did if you didn't go to school, you didn't get to play sports. And there was no way I wasn't playing yeah. my fucking sports. So I would make sure I got good grades. But my father taught me how to he died when I was 16. We got a lot of quality time. But fish, crab taught me, you know, how to change oil, how to drive. Like he taught me shit. But
0: That's like so impressive. When I had
2: a fucking daughter. I would have loved to pick the phone up and be like 1973 and you're dropping twins like how the fuck please help me. Yeah. And now I'm a single dad. I went back to my daughter's mother to try to work it out just like my dad did and it didn't work and I could have had Talk that hindsight. Him. Talk to him, you know, it's you're just figuring it out on your own is uh it's been a challenge, man. It's been 32 years of it. I'm 48 now, so um, I don't know. I think I'm both, starting to get we there. both look younger than Tom. Isn't <laughs> Dude, it crazy? Tom Segura, when I first... You know, the thing that made me bomb with you without even meeting you at first is one of the times... Because uh, I used to tell Segura, like, you're you're in your 20s? Bro, I thought you were in, like, your fucking 30s or 40s. Yeah. And uh he said the first time or when you first found out how old he was, you're like, Man, you look like shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it just changed everything. Like, when you find out he's that young, you're like, dude, you look like It's God. the reason every
0: time it's our birthday, he goes, my buddy Ryan sick yeah. 67 today. Did you
2: know how many people hit me up seriously thinking I was 63 or whatever the fuck?
0: Hang on one second. What I want to make mean? sure I don't need anything. Hey, what's up? I'm doing a podcast. I I'm, can I'm edit this out, but what's up?
2: Talk to you later. Nothing urgent.
0: Okay, bye. We're in, like, go time, crunch time for everything. So every fucking phone call is like... Every phone call is fucking super important. All of a sudden they're like, hey, I've got dot, 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 and dot, dot, dot for you. And you're like, oh, okay. So funny, when I was younger, I, I I uh the maturation of a career, I don't know if that's a real word, but the it maturation is. of a career where you go, the things you want when you're younger, that you think would be cool to have when you're younger, then you get when you're older and you think, I can't believe I wanted that. And, and then not, I'm not saying like, but like I remember one time, there's a perfect example. I, I remember one time, hearing about like Hollywood uh implosions at an agency where agents call their clients and they're like we're all leaving you got to pick you got to go with us now make make a call right now I've had that happen to me and it is the fucking worst
2: yeah on a spot you have to make a decision
0: I'm like oh fuck that I don't ever want that again I don't ever want to deal with that and then uh and then certain things where it's like I remember Amy Schumer telling me one time we'd worked together in uh we, I'm sorry, we didn't work together. Uh, we were both in Portland at the same time. She did a theater, I did a club, and she came by the club to party, and we partied, had a good time, and then the next morning I saw her at the airport. This is probably right before. She must have been still in her twenties, I'm guessing, and uh, and you know I don't know what I don't know where I was in my career, to be honest with you, um, but she was got to be like about to be doing train wreck doing inside Amy Schumer doing all that is happening. I'm sure there was a book deal and I remember her so candidly, not, not like I was listening and not like she needed me to listen. Just saying, I didn't know it'd be this much work. It was like, it was such a really profound statement the way she said it. Like, I didn't know it was going to be this much work. And I was like, is it bad? She goes, it, it doesn't stop. And now I can't imagine where she was at the time. I wish I'd known where she was. I wish I could really quantify when we, when that weekend was, we ended up partying with Mark Norman in a fucking, in a um, hotel room. Like there was a bunch of us, a bunch of us went to my hotel room and partied. But I remember going, I was like, bring the fucking work. And then the work shows up and you're like, okay,
2: look, I'm nowhere near your level, but I do. I remember just, you're a lot closer than you think. I hope. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, it's I'm I, telling you it's, it's I I the
0: way you're going, the way you're doing it is like the way it's a different avenue cuz I think I really leaned into I really leaned into my friends on the podcast of like Tom, Joe, Bill, um yeah, Ari, yeah. Tom, Joey, like and like and but but building that podcast was the first change in my career. And you're doing it on your own, you know, when you left your mom's house I was like, good move.
2: Like, good move. Like make it your own. Make your own. Well, Tom like, was such a help doing that too. Like, you know, Tom plays everything close to the vest. But Tom yeah. paid his producers to come help set me up. Tom lent me their expertise. Tom gave me equipment. Tom came to be the first guest. Well, he you said, know. you know, he's he's Tom, really, Tom,
0: Tom. He's really great with like like the reason I have this studio. Give is- me that dog, Tom. Just fly it back lot yeah. of dog. Back, Tom. <laughs> the reason I have this studio is because I watched how much he put into your mom's house, and when we started Two Bears One Cave, I was like, I was like, this is fucking a really a fucking flawless system in that. And it's, da- it's well, how
2: greats in the Dov. like. Come I on, bro.
0: wish I had never hated him. <laughs> he's a he's great. I love dude. him. I he's, love him. I love
2: him. He is great. He's great and he's very efficient. And, and he ash all of them come out of there. My. Yeah. Producer is Any's roommate, and Annie came and trained him to do exactly what he does for Tom. So, you know, I was like, I love the model and what, what Nadav has built for Tom and the way they did the show. I was like, well, we're just going to look, I've said it all along too. like you see these guys that get a golden opportunity. And then when it's time for them to go on their own. They don't do shit. Like, you can't have Tom Segura give you this chance and then go hang a shower curtain up behind me. You know, no. like, you can't. You got to step it up. Invest I, I, in we, yourself and next level up. I, I literally was level like, and, and this, the, by the way, this is,
0: I don't know what episode will air first with this new studio. This may be it. I don't know. I'm not certain because we're, we're going to do a bunch of them. But, like, this is still a work in progress. I want to get better chairs. Yeah. That's, I want to get, like, I want I want to make it very warm where you come where you're watching it and you feel like you're in someone's thing this is a little much but it looks great the guy who gave the guy I have a connection with this the guy who gave this to me and my, my 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 management company gave me this as a Christmas gift but the guy that delivered it uh like fucking five days later um was drinking in a in a uh, for Saint uh, say New Year's Eve in Philly fell and broke his neck and i've been watching his recovery so in a weird way i have a really connect close connection with this because my buddy chase
2: who, does he want to come on the patreon and talk about a recovery from a broken neck after he delivered a fucking sign uh, to
0: you i'm gonna make sure he's on my podcast
2: because <laughs> that's the
0: story because he I delivered love. it he delivered it and then he was like yeah just so, a few days later his whole life is he later, is he quadriplegic he, uh i want to promote He's got a uh, TikTok that he's doing mm-hmm. about it. What's his name? Uh, Chase. I, I don't know. I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm I'm really sensitive about sharing this. Wait, hold on. Like,
2: you're going to give him credit so people can help him here. He's about to put the phone. <laughs> What's his name? How do they follow him let on me TikTok? See. Here, while you're looking, can I pee real fast? Yeah, go pee. Where do I go?
0: Right there. At Chase gets better on TikTok. At Chase gets better. All right, we should probably wrap it up. My daughter's just showed up. Hang on one second. Let me call these little biatches.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, are you uh are you guys here?
1: Yeah, we're outside. We're you... killing the dogs in the
0: fence. Okay, you just got here. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're wrapping up now. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Love you. Love you.
0: Bye. You hear the way she said that. She goes, mm, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, love, I love too many people. I already heard the yeah, yeah. I love. See, too many I, people. I, I, I hear you. That's why I want a dog. I want something else to love that's not a person. I don't feel like hearing to what get you, a you have to say. That's too big, bro. No, they're great they're dogs. They are great dogs. Great dogs. My buddy had a Great Dane that I loved, and they kept the ears down. I don't know if you've ever seen a Great Dane with the ears down, but I think it looks <gasps> Baby, so much better. I just
0: came up with a brilliant idea. So we're going to get uh, Mac as our dog, the most beautiful bull if you've ever seen. Izzy is... Yeah. Izzy's Izzy's gorgeous but she's a fucking pain in the ass. Mac is the best lover in the world. This is the greatest dog I've ever owned. I know, hold on, let me rephrase that. Priscilla's the greatest dog. I've had some great dogs. Priscilla and Abigail. I've had th- uh, uh technically Mac oh my is God. my 5th. I've had Abigail was my first. Um black lab, great <sighs> big boxy head like a bull, like a like a Rottweiler, mm-hmm. black lab fucking great prey drive like really attentive lab just a great could dive to the bottom of a pool grab a ring and swim yeah. up to the top you'll meet mac in a second we'll go outside um uh and then and then i and then I, we got mona was the next dog i owned with leanne that we got that for isla for christmas it was mona she's still alive she's a fucking piece of work and uh blind and one-eyed deaf just it's like the hanging la- on yeah uh, imagine if your grandma could bark right you'd be like all right we got to get rid of her <laughs> so how annoying that would be yeah, would. and so and then and then we got and then we got priscilla okay so that's four priscilla's the greatest goddamn dog in the world that was the fucking that was the best fucking five knee surgeries never a complaint from this dog just a savage best dog in the world Best, best, best dog in the world. I love Priscilla so much. Oh, this dog was like the best. So great. A week A week before she died, I was in bed and she got in bed with me. Now, I don't let Mac and Izzy in bed with me because they're fucking lunatics. Priscilla would get in bed with you. It was almost like she would be like, hey, we shut the door so no one else can come in. Like, I just want to be with you. And I we cuddled so fucking hard. We cuddled so hard. And I said to her. This might be one of my last cuddles with you ever. Oh man, you said like, they gave me emotional. I, got, me almost, to, oh, I got to say goodbye to her. And and you know it's like <laughs> something
2: I've never gotten to say to anybody <laughs> in my
0: life. You haven't done it to humans. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I said it to my dog. I didn't even get to say it to my dad. Uh-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh. oh. oh God. i sat with yeah. her and i
0: cuddled with her and it was the greatest and then we went away for a trip and they called and they're like your dog's dying you need to come home we came home we put her down I t- i'm trying to do a bit on battle on stage but i may stop because i can't i cry if i do the bit yeah so i don't like, and i don't like crying on stage i'm like come on man i'm not that guy i'm not i don't want you to ever feel like i'm trying to work your your strings like the wizard of oz i want you to know that it's real so if i'm crying i'm gonna stop and so uh and then we got izzy we got izzy right before priscilla died to keep priscilla alive and i really think izzy did a great job izzy's a fucking lunatic you'll see her out there brindle mastiff i've met izzy reverse yeah reverse brindle and then mac is like a fucking probably one of the most beautiful dogs i've ever seen huge fucking head you'll see you'll see him huge head fucking huge paws beast of a dog 140 pounds 130, 40 pounds um but per this is a great way to round this conversation out per our conversation with leanne we have to get him neutered because he's uh marking marking everything. everything but we talked to danielle who we got our our bull masters from and she said i'd like to breed him once maybe i'll do like what if i did a because i get one puppy what if I sold that puppy or gave it to one of my friends? And I go, it's a, it's a, it's a Burkheiser one-off. Give it a burr. Someone who needs a dog, like someone with kids who needs a dog. And they get this, I mean, genetically a gorgeous, beautiful, sweet dog. You're going to meet this dog. You're going to fall fucking fall in love with this dog. He is big fat face where you can fold it over. Yeah. Oh, just like grab it. Oh, I love this. I love dogs,
2: man. I don't understand people who don't love dogs. I know. I used to not like cats, and we rescued this cat that I'm just in love with this fucking cat. But she's I like would a love, dog. I would love. That's the thing. Ca-
0: I'm allergic to cats, and I love cats. I love cats. I My first three times before I realized I was allergic to cats, I was all over cats, like playing with cats. And my mom's like, this isn't going to end well. And I was like, ah. we have a cat, too. Gus <laughs> Gus this is a fucking. How do you do it, then? I just. Suffer, Stay away. Just suffer for my kids. I just have asthma. Yeah, I just have asthma. I run Good on the treadmill that. and try to beat it. Um, my wife said something to me the other day I thought was so cool about a cat. Gus will wake up in the mornings early and go outside and then he'll lick the leaves. Lick the dew off the mm-hmm. leaves. And I was like, what the fuck's And he'll also drink out of the pool. I go, we have a bowl of water for this cat. She goes, he's a rescue. So you gotta remember when he was a kitten, this is how he learned to get water was wake up early and then you're not getting that out of that guy and i was like oh shit i was like and i used to love getting drunk by myself and not telling anyone about it (laughs) yeah you're not taking the street out of that fucking cat you're not taking the street out out of that fucking cat no oh i just realized just for the record we need to keep this very secure while my dogs are here because they will knock down
2: everything what I charge and in. piss on everything <laughs> Yeah, they're fucking
0: beasts so who you got coming up on the podcast
2: well you know i'm doing uh joey diaz's life story which has been awesome i'm do- we're chronicling his life story from day one uh, I, i'm seriously we're on like eight episodes i think and we're in like no. 1985 <laughs> are you serious <laughs> yeah i'm doing his whole life story and when it's done i want to put it on an album for him and i told him it's yours I don't want it. Just look, no one else is doing it. You're not documenting it, and it needs to be done. Take these episodes when it's done. Go do whatever the fuck you want. It's such an amazing story. But, oh, man, we've got uh, who's coming up. Segura's coming in. Steve-O's coming in. Uh, Drew already recorded. Um, God, we got a lot of really good guests coming up. Uh, Steve-O's fucking fascinating. I, I mean, I worked with him before, and I couldn't believe he recognized me the other night at a show. I just never think anyone knows me, remembers me, right? Me either. I'm
0: constantly going, hi, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Can I tell you? Else? But I think that's a good thing that you think that way. Can I tell you who else did that to me? Who went, hey, man, it's Zach Galifianakis. And I went, Zach, everyone knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. like, well, I don't know. I just haven't <laughs> yeah. seen you in a while. And I was like, no, I, okay. I watched a movie the other night with my kids. Like, yeah. yes, but I, I, I would rather that person than like, I've had people go like, oh, so you're big time in me? And you're like, what? And I was like, I'm sorry, man. You had a fucking... I couldn't see who you were. I, it was dark. We're wearing masks. We're drinking. Yeah. It's, I'm I mean, like, get the I'm fuck sorry, man. Um, um,
2: I've just never been like that. I'm not that dude. I'm not that dude either. Um, but yeah, subscribe to the Honeydew podcast. Uh, My YouTube, Ryan Sickler on all social media, ryansickler.com. Subscribe to the Patreon, Honeydew with y'all. Uh, hopefully getting back out on the road soon. And uh, that's it. I've just been minding my own, keeping my head down and doing the podcast. God bless, brother. This has been... Please come and is, do the goddamn I'm, I'm doing the honeydew. I'm I, doing the honeydew. Emily LaFord, who I love, we love, yeah. is booking for me. And okay. so I'll have her hit you up, and we'll oh, get a brilliant. date. That's brilliant. She's the, she best. the best. She's the best. She is the, the best. best. And everyone loves her, and she knows everybody. And yeah. Yeah. She texture she tell me to. i'll, I'll do it i'll I do will. it in a heartbeat i'm i'm it's my studio i've got 24 do 7 access i do whenever the i don't care if you want to do it at night morning whatever it's my spot i love that's what i love about where
0: we've gone with yep. podcasting it's like you get your own spot you got it i'm good what, what time sure i'm here yep.
2: i'm here i appreciate you doing this today brother Please. i love you i, I love, you, love too, you dude thank you so much this is awesome ah this is a good episode <laughs> That was fucking great. I love the way you laughed at my grandmother died. It feels oh, good to tell that shit. That was dude. fucking hilarious.
0: This episode was brought to you by The Machine.